Let's, let's talk. Let's agree. Come on, man. Bring bring it up back to back to our level, please. You know, Come it's on. it's tragic that it was me who made the face. You know. Like, <laughs> So far, so good. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. This is great. It's a joy. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. It's a joy. You said it. <coughs> I have scotch if anyone wants it. I was telling Uncle Nicky I got this scotch because we're having scotch on <coughs> whatever day. Friday? Saturday? Are you okay? Are you going to be okay? Take a minute. Yep. You take a minute. Go ahead and take a minute. Ooh, that's pretty. Oh, Glenn Levitt, 12. That's excellent scotch. There you go. <clears throat> I've never I had it. I still have a little bit of Ardbeg. Do you? From, uh, from that night. Which was your favorite of that night? The Ardbeg or the... Uh, oh, no. The, yeah, the Ardbeg. The, Lagavulin. <clears throat> you like the Lagavulin? Lagavulin, yeah. Lagavulin, Lagavulin. Lagavulin, <clears throat> What do you mean? What is that? Is that like a thing? It's is a, that on the list? Yeah, it's on the list. Oh, it's definitely on the list, yeah. The Lagavulin, <clears throat> log flume is uh, the polite way to say <laughs> I may have had one too many. I didn't get drunk, but the next morning I had some <clears> some <throat> things gotcha. to deal with. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Waste wa waste management meeting. Yeah. yeah. I had to sit in on a waste management meeting. Oh, I was the chair of the board. Does Log of Lillian has that effect? Is that a... I think it was just coincidence. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I also... But it sounds funny. Yeah. I also <clears> ate <throat> terribly that day because we were... I don't know, it was like Christmas time, we were celebrating, so I ate a bunch of garbage as well. Yeah. And that doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't remember which one I liked the best of that night, to be honest. Have you ever had Ardbeg Kelperia? No. It's delicious. Is it? Yeah. It's the most briny, sea. it's a seaweed, you know, there's kelp in it, hence the Kelperia. Whoa. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's wonderful. If you like a, an exceptionally briny scotch. It's the briniest. That sounds... I mean, I'm a fan of brine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Well, can you normally get it? No. At the, impossible to find. Oh, man. Not at the government-run stores. You want some of this? Where do you find... Um, so where do you find hard-to-find stuff? Do you guys have a source? Like, when it comes to... I like, asked so, Mike. Yeah, Mike can get it Famous? at the PX. Because, yeah, he gets it at the PX, and they have... Did they you see that two hundred and twenty dollar bottle he was looking at for Friday? And he was like, "Nah." <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> he, he showed me a picture of it though. Like, oh, is that what came? It's a thought that count. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. That was what Steve is gonna bring. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, are you bringing this? Mm -hmm. You know what you're bringing? No, I don't. I don't either. I'm going. To I didn't bring anything to the last one because we were only doing the the <clears throat> Holy Trinity and they were already <clears throat> bought. So I just just as soon would not spend money on. So we're doing space sides this time. Yeah, I'm gonna get like a fifty, sixty dollar Spayburn, not the because they make a cheap twenty five dollars. I almost got the Spayburn, but yeah, I I picked up the twenty five dollar Spayburn. I was like, I'm gonna buy something. I should probably get something nicer than this. But I wanted to get the Glen Levitt because of that poem that uh, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson wrote, where he says the the king of scotches as I conceive it. I'm sorry. That's an Come on, rookie. I know. On my own show. Wow, that's so much that's better. That's Bush League. Yeah. How about uh, you got an ashtray or are you just uh, destroying your... No, no, I got an ashtray. Ooh, that is good. He said uh, 
the king of scotches as I conceive it. Talisker, Isla, and Glenlivet. You gotta say it in a Scottish accent, which I'm not gonna do. Have you had Talisker? No. It's amazing. Is it? Yeah. Papa Steve was saying it's pretty, pretty good, pretty righteous. Um. What? No. That was good. It was good. Never heard that. There's my kids screaming. I, <laughs> I didn't used to be into, um, dark cigar. What full-bodied cigars? How they're called? What is that? This is the uh, CAO M2. MX2. MX2. M times 2. M times 2. Yeah, it's mass. It's it's, uh, it's, it's mass. physics. Mass it's times physics. 2. Yeah, I, I avoid all things like that. What, math or If my smoking has to involve math. You should have been oh. here for... Yeah, when we, my dad was here. Yeah. Was he a math guy? Oh, yeah. Papa music. Papa music. Papa fish, we call him. Uh, yeah, he, we did They're a podcast rich. episode. You can listen to it. You don't want to. You don't want to miss that one. You don't want to miss it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun, but he's a math guy for sure. Mm. And he talked math. He's a, he's an eccentric dude. If you can imagine. Yet very down to earth. Yeah. Put that together for me. He's definitely a very down to earth dude. Yeah. I mean, he's not kidding. I'm not. Um, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, I don't. He doesn't believe you. It's the you way he's saying it. I know he keeps on trying to reinforce too much it. Emphasis. <laughs> it's like that guy who's so emphatic um, that you're like, wait. You have you? to believe me. You're <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you. Look into my eyes. This is the truth. And take my word for it. I believe you. It's like me. I mean, you know, I'm. I would say I'm fairly eccentric in some ways. <laughs> But I also like to think I'm... He said, nah, I don't know. Eh. I don't know. No? Not Your accepted. eccentricities are common in the circles that I run in. Sure. Yeah. yeah and it's dad, his birthday, too. My dad's aren't. Today's your birthday? Lay off a little bit. Lay off. Are man. you 31 today? I'm 31 today. Whoa! Dude. 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 Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Man, I should have brought something you for you. Have. What a loser! I yes. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching you unpack your cigar case, and I said, "Where's mine? It's my oh, birthday. Yeah. It must be mine." I'm this su- one is. I'm severely offended. Either one of no, these no, no, is no, worse. No, 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 I, I don't. This is the guy that invites people over on his birthday, and then provides the alcohol. Yeah, well, to be fair, I do that. I brought some cerveza. So. Yeah, mm. I think I'm gonna have a. Yeah, you're gonna so come on up. I'm gonna have a chaser. I got, got him that hat. Did you what? see the hat? Is that your gift? You see the hat? I am Mrs. Mm. Nesbitt. Yeah. Dude, Modelo, every single time I haven't had cerveza in a while and then I have one, I always remember how much I like cerveza. Yeah. And I'm talking cerveza, not beer, obviously. Right. Not beer. So, cerveza, what do you say to the argument that cerveza is just the Mexican word for beer? I mean, it's still made in Mexico. It was. I mean, there are there are certain certainly the thing is there are certainly American-made lagers that are cervezas. Like it's a whole class of of lager, in my opinion. But like, I don't know. Stone has one that's pretty good. It's their um, uh, Buena Esa. Yeah, I like that one. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then um, so there is a difference to the there's some sort of difference. I don't know what it is. Or you're asking a Mexican-style lager. A Mexican-style lager cerveza. is a thing. Yeah, right. I, mean, I call that. I would call that cerveza for okay. sure. Yeah. My favorite one that's not Mexican, it might be my favorite one ever, is the Flying Dog one. It's called, um, hmm. 
That's fascinating. Nu numero one or something like See, that. See, I don't like. I haven't liked anything the flying dog. That's what I would. So I would oh, agree with man. you. But then you let me try something. I think it was you that had a flying dog that was actually pretty good. Mm. But the other stuff I had was like a, there was some blueberry, blueberry, strawberry. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's every not time I see the label, that's I'm like, the, um, that's um, flying dog raging. Yeah, yeah. You don't like that one? Nope. Oh, I that's so the blueberry good. one. No, it's not. Strawberry. No. Yeah. It is not. There it's are. A, it's a. It's a. It's a down the middle IPA. The internet is about to vindicate me. That's fine. Let's have it, man. <laughs> it's, it's not. You're 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 fooling yourself, sir. But. My label looks the same. That's all I can say. We have one. I bought one. Uh, the double dog, flying dog, double dog is a double IPA that's at like twelve percent. Was that the one that I tried? That must be the one I tried here. I don't think so, because I hadn't ever had it before, and I just got it. This What's week. the cheap stuff you give to guests? That's that's <laughs> what I, banquet. That's what I had. Okay, yeah. What do you, what are you finding? Beer. He's googling. That's something I, I can't find it. I'm telling you, I know the psycho. no, I know the I know the the one you're talking about. It's a dog blueberry. It's like something bird dog. It's not flying dog. They're not the same. Flying dog doesn't have any fruit beers. I promise. I don't. I don't They've know. got one called Vicious Hook, which is a fruit punch sour. Nah. They've got one. Yeah, but it's a sour. It's a tangerine wheat. Like everything they have has a fruit name in it. No, the truth. Super Hook is another fruit beer. The truth is the truth an is IPA. Yeah, I've not had that. Double Dog is an IPA. Raging Bee is an IPA. Okay, so they have Raging Bee IPA, which is not Raging that's identical. The one. Well, that's not identical to just plain old Raging Bee. It is. That's the only Raging Bee there is. Let's talk about. Let's say Raging Bee a few more times, can we? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Just want to make sure that everyone can listen everyone. to this episode. Yeah. I'm not editing this one. Why? I'm just kidding. Last time we talked, there were some details. I was like, oh, you gotta t you got to cut that out. <laughs> Which I you did. Cut, you cut the you whole did. thing out. Dude, so I had... had you I, cut it all out. You tried to cut, cut it out. And Let it me just, tell you how much I'm going to honor that request. I'm just yeah. going to throw the whole thing out. Whole <laughs> no, I was able... You are right. It is not... It. It's not... I will find the one I'm that you're thinking of. You can do that later. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's Thanks for keeping me on track, Uncle That's Nicky. right. You need a whole dozer. There's a whole dozer right there. One and a half inches or something. You're gonna have to explain a lot of this <laughs> <laughs> on an audio You're only. You're not platform. recording video anymore. Yeah, a whole dozer is a whole song made by Milwaukee. It's a uh, fine, that's high it. quality it's item. A fine, high quality item, and I have. Do one. you like the whole dozers? I mean, if you're gonna get a whole song, you would go that direction. Well, I got the um, kit. I got the kit, which is incredible. Is that it? That's it right there. There it is. Okay. So you're you're one who whose tools seem to be. You're not. You're I'm not a one pragmatist. Of, you're not overcommitted to one label. No. Like you got you got a bunch of Milwaukee stuff, but you also have a bunch of. Here's the stuff. thing. But he'll never get Ryobi. No, because no one likes Ryobi. Oh, I do have a, Ry a Ryobi uh, impact driver somewhere. It's a corded thing. I had to drill like two holes before I got into this work full time, and I didn't want to buy a drill. Anyway, uh, DeWalt, I like their tools. The thing is, once you buy the batteries, then it's like, why buy something else? Because then you have to buy new batteries and new chargers, which is mm -hmm. like as expensive as the tool. Yeah. 
so I have all DeWalt, all DeWalt, I have all DeWalt tools, by and large, but the Milwaukee storage systems, I mean, the pack-out stuff is incredible. It's the best. It's the best. And I got this little Their tools dolly. are pretty good, too. Have you seen yeah. this dolly thing? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Come I'm on. I'm jealous about the dolly thing. It's so great. I mean, it's $100. It's expensive. Yeah. But the thing is, if you're working in a shop or something like this, you can stack <coughs> your, you your pack-outs and use it as a little work table or, like, set stuff on it and wheel it around with you. It's great. And that's only, like, the rest of my pack-out is at the job site. So I have, like, I have quite a bit. So do you have a metal tool chest, old school? No. Because the pack out for you replaces that. Well, yes, because I'm always on the go. I'm never... What I, you're talking about is more like a mechanics yeah. tool, toolbox. Yeah. With the drawers. Yeah. I have two of those. Yeah. And I don't need them. No. Now, I do have loads of wrenches and sockets and all those things in them. Don't we need don't, those either. We don't need those either. I don't need Complete those garbage. Oh. This well. sounds like the start of one of those infomercials where it's just like one socket. <laughs> yeah. Throw the rest of this stuff away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This does it all. <laughs> right. 14 in one. Yeah, I um save over $2,000. The packout stuff is so modular that it does exactly what I need it to do. And so that's why I have it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why Uncle Nick Absolutely. Has it Absolutely. Uh, so, what are you reading these days? Mm. Paradise Lost. Oh, Milton. Yeah. Oh. It's heavy, man. Here, I'll read you a quote. Do you think it's accurate? Um, Is it biblically faithful? That's a really good question. I was talking to my grandmother about that a little bit. Uh... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, broadly, there's a there's a whole lot of like imaginative, you know, supposition. Like in the first in the first book of of the twelve book is it twelve books, whatever. In the first book, you have Satan and his legions. I'll go sure. Yeah, go yeah. Say sure. You have Satan and his legions uh, realizing that they've been cast out, and then deciding or trying to decide whether or not to retake heaven. And there's a whole description of them arming themselves and preparing for, you know, is that something that you can actually get from scripture? No, I don't think so. Um, but I mean, this, this is biblical. Uh, uh, I should have, I might not even be able to find this, which is going to be great audio. Um, I mean, the general, generally being like a separation from, or the, the, Separation from God in terms of separation, not unity. But obviously God is present, and his wrath is present. I don't necessarily think that the presence of God in that capacity... Hey, can I have one of those? Yep. I don't think that the presence of God in that capacity is something that um, is necessarily in the in the story. So that's, that's certainly not biblical. But, I mean, perdition is the whole thing, and that's definitely... Nope. Uh, need this. My ring is too wimpy. It is, man. <laughs> I think it's my finger. Yeah. No, it's because my ring's not even there. It's because my ring has those those big rings. Yeah. Oh, that's not that big. No, it's kind of wide. It's a little. The thing is, I don't know what it is, but my band has has a very slim 
lit, a very slim edge. Like it tapers down to a very thin edge, oh. so it can get underneath the underneath this the thing. Is an excellent pairing. Okay, here's the. Uh, you found the quote? Yeah. Farewell, happy fields where joy forever dwells. Hail horrors, hail infernal world, and thou profoundest hell. Receive thy new possessor, one who brings a mind not to be changed by place or time. The mind is its own place, and then itself can make a heaven of hell, a hell of heaven. What matter where if I be still the same? And what should I be? All but less than thee whom thunder hath made greater? Here at least we shall be free. The Almighty hath not built here for his envy, will not drive us hence. Here we may reign secure, and in my choice, to reign is worth ambition, though in hell. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. So, like, there's a lot of... I don't know, like, I'm even... Still putting that in there. Yeah, go for it. Even anthropologically, not even talking about what what true perdition is, but, like, that's the mindset of, of the unbeliever, and even sometimes the Christian is better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Uh... You know, here we can be free, in our in our own in our own misery. Like at least I do what I want. Ignorant. You know, which is kind of terrifying. Wow. And then to have it to have it written in such incredible poetry that you can only <laughs> read like well, I can only read like two paragraphs at a time without having to down, look things away. up and yeah walk <laughs> away and. Here's an interesting one. So I didn't know this. Uh, uh, the word pandemonium. John Milton invented that word. And wow. It, yeah, and it means place of demons. Pandemonium. Okay. Which is crazy. I had no idea. And we use it. Pandemonium. Pandemonium. We use it to mean like chaos and stuff. Accurate. Yeah. Anyway. Went in the nursery. It was pandemonium. Yeah, man. <laughs> demons everywhere. Demons everywhere. Place of demons. <laughs> this place of demons. <laughs> Anyway, so I think there are there are it's like fiction tells the truth without telling a real thing. I think there are truths that can be gleaned from Paradise Lost. I don't think it's a necessarily a biblically accurate um, portrayal of what perdition is. So there you go. There you go. You asked. I like Milton in the same way that I like screw tape letters. Yeah, of course. I'm not sure that that's an apt comparison. I think it's pretty, I think it's good. I mean, obviously Milton is however many hundreds of pages and... Screw tape letters is little 80, book. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's... it's but again, you have these demons, this demon talk, writing letters to his nephew, demon, teaching him how to be a demon. And there are so, much, so many truths in that interaction, that correspondence, to be gleaned and for the Christian to understand about, you know oneself and one's sin. Have you ever read Dante? No, I haven't. Have you? No. No. Uncle Nicky? Nope. Dante? Nope. He said no. None of this. <clears throat> One day I'll, I'll read Dante's Inferno and the various levels of hell and everything. The thing I, One thing I appreciate about Dante, um, just the concept of the levels of hell and, um, and the breakdown of something that in broad evangelicalism, all sin is just exactly equal sure you know god looks at the murder of a human being and says that's exactly the same as stealing a pack of gum from a heart from a convenience store and um dante's 
levels of help sort of breaks that down, pushes against that, but I think, you know, but, um, I, so I like that conceptually, but I haven't read it, so I can't speak intelligently to yeah, it. Yeah, my grandma, this is the conversation I had with my grandma, and she had read at least part of Dante, part of Dante's Inferno, and she initially thought that that's what I was talking about, and so she said, it's just not biblical, but she was referring to Dante's Inferno. Um, but I'm sure, I'm almost positive that I, I don't know exactly what she believes about hell, but I don't think that um, I w it would necessarily line up with a lot of what we believe. Mm. I don't know, though. It, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, a whole other, that's a whole different thing. Um, but I think she's probably right about Dante either way. What about you? Mm. First of all, what's on the hat? What's on your hat? Is that a deer? No, this is one of my, yeah. No, yeah, so, no. One of my yes. favorite. And by no, I mean yes. Right. Yeah, no. One of my favorite breweries uh, oh. when I go on vacation is Elkton Brewing in Elkton, Virginia. Oh, oh yeah. Have you been there? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is why This is why I have him around. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you some hope, and then I took it away. Right. The guys there are great. The beer is pretty good. and the beer uh, is okay. <laughs> but the hats, though. The hats are great, and uh, the company is wonderful. The ambiance, you know, so every time I'm, I go on vacation at Mass and Nothing. Mass and Nothing. We stay there, and we go to Elton Brewery at least two or three times. Oh, wow. We play board games there while having oh, some cool. brutes. Uh, the ambiance is worth a lot, isn't it? It is. Because, like, that's a real thing, yeah. yeah. There's I would a say tradition is kind of like that. Yeah, like, for sure. The beer's kinda, not great. The beer's not phenomenal. Not great. It's fine. There's a couple that are better than others, and but... It all has this similar taste. Mm -hmm. Almost to me, it's almost like a vile thing. That's like, what I get at. You know Uzzle what I mean? Finch. Like, Oozle Finch is not dry heave before. <laughs> That's how I feel. You're right. That's how I feel about Oozle Finch. Finch. Every time, oh. everything I get from Oozle Finch, I'm like, yeah, I, I feel like I could, I could have thrown this up. There's one called the White Lady there. Disgusting. <laughs> My wife actually says it tastes like vomit. Mmm. Sorry, Oozle Finch. Sorry, Uzzle Finch. Delicious. I'm sure they're. I'm sure Uzzle Finch family is listening. You know, the owner came to our church several times. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know some people that are close with them. Uh, well, they're they're probably not listening. Probably yeah. not Talk, yeah. speak freely. I, I like I like dude blanket in a can. Dude, blanket. it's not good dude on top good, on though. tap. It is good. It's not as good on tap. It's better in a can. But that's the only thing of theirs that I I even dude blanket. I'm not sure I've ever heard anybody say that. Dude, blanket. better in a can. Yeah. Yeah. Well. On tap is. Usually, always better. Right? Usually, always. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this Unless case. Unless it's just terrible and always. The, the aluminum really just <laughs> really just adds, yeah. Yeah. adds a whole nother note to it. If the aluminum improves the quality of the beer, there's a significant problem. <laughs> yeah, but the ambiance at uh, at tradition, yeah, especially when not a lot of people are there, it's great. You go and sit in one of those leather sofas. Yeah. And uh, Especially if it's like cold or rainy outside. I I don't know. One of the times or if you the house dog is there. Yeah, the house dog. Yeah. He chooses to hang out with you for five minutes. <laughs> he did that like, once. Yeah, you feel like royalty. Yep. Yeah. The sheepdog. I don't know what his name is. Uh, there's a brewery. <laughs> have you guys ever had? <laughs> have you guys ever had? Uh, trogue. Trogues. Yeah. So, what is it? Tregs. Tregs. Is that Tregs. how it's supposed to be? T R O E G S. Yeah, with an umlaut over the top. Treganator. There's the Treganator, which is a very hoppy. I it's, think it's delicious. It's pretty. It's pretty high. Is it good? Too. 
It's like nine percent, I think. Because you can get a little too like anything from Star Hill. Oh, Star Hill's super disgusting. hoppy, but it it's basically like gasoline. I don't like Star Hill. It's Me neither. Bad. I've never had anything. Everything there is like gasoline, but it's super heavy <laughs> on the hops. How do they succeed as a brewery? Potheads. All right. That's a legitimate answer. That. <laughs> he didn't miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the potheads. Definitely potheads. Um, anyway, the Treggs uh, Brewery is is something. It's in Pennsylvania, and it's really it's really cool. It's like on a hillside. There are no mountains in Pennsylvania, so it's like a a slight incline. It seems like a hill there. Where in Pennsylvania? Oof, kid. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's like near uh, Harrisburg, I think. Maybe near Hershey. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Okay. I want to go there. Setting up. I've got a conference there. In oh the yeah, look it up. I'm going for sure. Yeah, it's like a big. Lo it's like a giant, um, like log cabin resort <laughs> feel and look. Mm. Like giant wooden beams, and uh, brickwork. Like, or not even brickwork, stonework. You know, like huge cobbled. Uh, columns and stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's a good feel. And that's that, the Trig? Tregs. Treg. I'm going to go with Trog. Treg, bro. Because, uh, Trig. did you guys ever see um, Homestar Runner? Was that a thing ever for you guys? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you're talking about, um... Homestar Runner? Yeah. Um, Strong Team Girl Squad. Team Strong Squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ashamed that I know what you're talking about. I'm proud of I'm you. I'm ashamed <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> well, someday I'll... No, it's not... The thing is... You had to, like, I tried to show Daniel, and I showed him a couple of things, and he was just like, mm. what? what? Did he miss out on that? That's his generation. I'm trying to think about how it's your, how it worked out for you. How did your kids get into it? Oh, oh, youth group. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when Matt Carpenter and um, Steven were 15, 16, sure. they watched Teen Girl Squad. Pretty religiously. Yeah, well, it's a great, it's a, it was a great internet, uh, cartoon show like it was one of the first of its kind which is probably why it was so popular for, in you know for one for one thing i have a crush on every boy on every boy <laughs> i'm going out for valentine's day <laughs> it's so, times so times. glad i could make it <laughs> thanks for being here uncle nicky i appreciate you no one ever no one ever polluted you by introducing you to this today Hey man, we can talk about um, Captain you know, Planet, marsh, marsh boggers and stuff. Remember Captain Planet? Oh yeah, I don't. He's our hero. He's gonna take pollution down to zero. I didn't watch it. I just wanted to see how much other. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I watched. My two younger brothers were. They loved that show, and one day my dad walked in the room. They were watching it, and they were talking about something about worshiping Mother Earth. And he was like, nope, not watching this anymore. And that, that's that all cut, I know. That cut it. that off right there. Yeah. My folks were into it. They loved it. My mother especially. She was like, yeah, Captain Planet. So that was that was wholesome TV for But it, it's not wholesome. <laughs> wholesome TV in the Diaria household. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if Captain Planet is the <clears throat> AIDS one. The AIDS yeah, one? Yeah, hold on. I'm going to stand by. Stand by. There's a funny skit with Don Chanel. I think it's from SNL. I'm gonna, um, I might have to cut this out. And go. And we're back. So, sorry about that. Kenny had to take a dump. Circle of Life. A really big wedding. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Circle of Life wedding. 
I was saying they uh, they covered up the cross that was at the venue, and it was strange to see a wedding that wasn't held under that banner. Under you know, all the promises made were, I mean, what you know, sure. but it's a metaphor for like what sinners of try course. to do. Yeah, absolutely. Cover up the. It was it was very symbolic. Yeah. Hide from God. Yeah. yeah. Do it our own. It we was got so this. Sad. Yeah, it was it was rough. Take it away. Especially so since it was clo- it were close friends of mine too, mm. and I oh, know I knew they weren't believers. The Colorado? No, 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 no. Those guys are believers. Oh, good. Um, this was a while back, but it was like they're listening, and I Go and ahead. I yeah, they're listening intently. Um, it wasn't a surprise necessarily, but it was just such a and like the the uh, the guy that they had officiate was a friend, you know, not a minister by any means, and his speech was just you know, love is love and. We're here to love. Do this thing. It's like yeah. what? Are, what? What's? What are we doing? Love is love. Wow. Yeah. What do you look for in a wedding? When you go to a wedding, what do you want to hear? As a, as a, an attendant who's celebrating the couple for my Christian wedding, I want to hear them say that the unity we have with each other is a direct model of the unity we have with Christ, and that's the only reason any of this works. Yeah. Apart from that. There's absolutely nothing. There's void. That's what I want to hear. You want to hear the gospel. Yeah, you want to hear the, the gospel. The gospel should be presented in a way that people that have... You could use it. I mean, you should be able to evangelize it in a way. <coughs> well, and even biblically speaking, yeah, all the all the passages that I can think of that talk about the the relationship of a man and his wife yeah. are are gospel-oriented. I mean, there's no... there's no. I can't think of, of, a, of a reference to marriage off the top of my head. I can think of a few, but none of them are... None of those references are made without an appeal to the gospel as the, you know, undergirding Yeah. whatever. Undergirding whatever. Our confessions is something interesting. And um, it's a paraphrase of Ephesians uh, 5. We say that Christian marriage explains mm. marriage. And that's fascinating. You know, the um, when Paul says, and this... Uh, what does he say at the end of uh, this mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ Ooh. and His Church. Yeah, you know that's right after saying a man shall leave his father and mother. You know he's quoting from Genesis, and then he says this mystery, that thing that I'm talking about right now, it refers to Christ and His Church. So even though marriage is for even non-believers, you know it's ordained by God, right? as a model for have you ever noticed that sometimes non-believers a non-believing woman wants her husband to love her the way Christ loves the church yeah even though she would be hostile to the word of the cross because the word of cross is folly to those who are perishing but she still wants I remember there was a couple years ago uh, that was not Christian and asked me to do their wedding and and I knew them from um, my previous church. The, the young man had grown up in the youth group and that sort of thing. And um, you know, was, when we were talking through, um, I, I did their wedding, and we were talking through like, well, well, what do you think this is? You know, we had a we had some gospel talks on the at the beginning. Where it's like, yeah, you want your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church. Sure. And 
I looked at him and I said, you want your wife to love and submit to you the way the church loves and adores and submits to a Savior. And they absolutely affirmed that yeah. in our conversation. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's a fascinating reality. Hard in their hearts, refusing Christ, yet they were like, I, I, that was legendary. Amazing. Continue. Use the, a lighter to, it should be recorded, use a, a big lighter to open a beer. And you heard on that? Yeah, it's, no. pretty, it's pretty common. Yeah. Is it? That's a common one. Less fireworks on that yeah. one, but I'm <laughs> it did job. just so I can do it. Yeah, you can bruise your thumb knuckle, but it's one way of living life. Finish your. You gotta, you gotta use your the the knuck, the first knuckle of your finger yeah. as a fulcrum. Get it up. On so the get way. your get your. That was a terrible time to interrupt what he was. Saying. I know. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't realize it was gonna be that loud. Choke up on the top of the bottle with your finger, man. So other hand. Go no, down look, like look, 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 look. Put your put this hand up up on the up right. on the. Like cup, this. Cup this and then, out. Yeah, and then wedge it under there. There you go. It's gonna hurt. It's Is not it? gonna hurt. If you've never done it, it might hurt. I usually go the other way. That's on, not on this knuckle. That didn't. On this right. on this index knuckle. Okay. Not, how do you do that? Show me how you do this. First, your hands have to grow like three times. Yeah. I think part of it is the size of David's hands. Yeah, his <laughs> hands are almost impractical. His hands are like... <laughs> they're like novelty size. Why? They're, 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 they're fun at a get-together. They're King Kong mix. But then, you know, <laughs> they're, they're trying to take, take care of some hygiene, they're just... <laughs> they don't do anything. Trying to text your wife. <laughs> I, can, I can text my wife. I can... I can text my wife. Do you struggle with texting because of your hands? I used to when I had a uh, BlackBerry. Yeah. With the with the actual buttons, man, I fat fingered that thing like there was no tomorrow. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. I gotta relight. Where is oh. it? Where'd it go? The bottle opener. That's right yeah. here. But uh, yeah, it is. It's fascinating how non-believing couples absolutely want to have a marriage that is reflective of Christ in the church. Yet, because of their hardened hearts, will continue in their rebellion against Christ. Yeah, they'll 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 eschew the gospel message itself. Well, the values that they think are good values—that's where they've come from—is the Bible. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. I mean, all, that that goes for right. Most, not murdering, not stealing. I mean, exactly. those aren't arbitrary. All the values that secular folks would say are good values and you know, would make a an upstanding citizen or whatever, yeah. or just, people don't think about where those come from. They so, just think there's an inherent, some sort of good. Some, yeah, there's a moral framework, and if there's a moral framework, there's a, a moral framework designer. What do you need? Nothing good. Oh, I thought you were pointing something. Can I get that lime and that knife, please, sir? Oh, I'll one-up that. Oh, baby. I'll cut it for you. Maybe that knife is not great. What? Maybe try from the inside out. Yeah, there you go. Inside out. Yeah. That's your screwdriver knife. <laughs> not your knife knife. Well, it works for both. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think about that often when people say, I mean, that's the that's one of the answers to how could a how could a not a loving God permit right suffering is you know what is suffering what is evil you have no definition right. of that if you don't have. A Christ. So the concept of like, you know, who just said 
that the law of God is written on their hearts. Who said that? One of you guys said that just now, right? Nope. No. I mean, not in so many words. We right. said it in more words that probably were less eloquent. I got to pee. And pause. Talk amongst yourselves. And so, the concept of the, the conscience, you know, the conscience of non-believers, is that a thing? Do non-believers have some kind of understanding of what's right and wrong because of God, and where do we get that from? So, yeah, I mean, yes, and I would say more or less it's because of, at least in our modern culture, it's it's from the church history, right? Yeah. I mean, that's our, our country, our laws, um, you know, laws for the last, I don't know what, a couple hundred years, a couple hundred years have been based in... Uh, biblical law so so yeah I think that's where it comes from and people don't think far enough to realize that is there any sense in which you know, you te- is this a test no 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 <laughs> this was an uh, uh, I'm getting tested in here I've had a great conversation with a brother <laughs> this is fantastic um, I've had a great conversation with a brother over the concept of you know um when you look at the Old Testament, the expression, the law of God being written on the hearts of men, it is explicitly a foreshadowing of the new covenant. Then you get to Romans 2. And Paul uses that same language of the law being written on our hearts. And as um, Christians have for a long time, the traditional view of looking at Romans chapter 2 is a justification of why unbelievers know that there's a right and wrong. Because even if they don't submit to the law of God, they have what is right and wrong written on their hearts in some way. But the Old Testament proclamation of that that very concept, the law of God written on our hearts, is a new covenant regenerate benefit. Hmm. Paul says this in Romans chapter 2, verse 12. He says, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish. I'm reading out of the LSB. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law naturally do the things of the law, these, not having the law, are a law to themselves in that they demonstrate the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. And so, you know, the question of, are we talking about regenerate Gentiles who didn't grow up as Jews, who know what's right and wrong in Christ because of, you know, are we talking about a new covenant benefit this is this, or are we talking about uh, universe? And the, the interpretation of this is huge. It has massive implications for just how you approach everything. Or is this a common grace plea to saying, in societies where they don't acknowledge Christ in that society, you still find a fairly common universal yeah. set of mores that are in part at least reflective of 
the Bible. And um, Paul is arguing that, you know, that's a, that's a common grace gift, or is this the Gentiles of the Roman congregation who are regenerate? Mm. You know what I'm asking? Is this... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who, wh which group is he talking about, is, yeah. is the question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, man, I guess experientially I see people who, again, would completely eschew the message of the gospel, who have a clear, I mean, not clear, but, you know, a defined uh, conscience as far as that goes from a, from a civil standpoint, I guess. Um... But again, like, I don't know how much of that is just the fact that our our civilization happens to be based on Judeo-Christian worldviews. Right. So in places where there aren't Judeo-Christian worldviews, yeah. but they still have a set of laws that have a fair amount of reflecting what is right and wrong according to the Ten Commandments of the Bible. Yeah. You know? Um, I think there are probably civilizations like that, but I know that there are also civilizations that don't have anything approximating that. I mean, like, you know, lying is, is somehow <laughs> virtuous, or, like, de deception is somehow virtuous. I, I don't know. I, again, I can't, like, you were talking about earlier, once you bring something up, you're accountable to provide data. I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I've definitely I've definitely heard tell, let's, I'll put it that way, of, you know, uh, people groups who, like, have a completely backwards, quote-unquote, moral framework. For, yeah. how they, for how they operate with one another. This is critical for missions, isn't it, right? Like, sure. So when you, you go into an unreached people group and um, you're proclaiming the gospel, can you, according to Romans 2, draw on, well, there's a sense in which you understand right and wrong because God wrote that on your heart in some sense, or is it God only wrote that on the heart of regenerate people so that even before they have some instruction as to what is right and wrong, the spirit dwelling within you testifies to what is right and wrong. Or is it both? But really, exegetically, what are we dealing with in, in Romans 2? And I'm asking because I'm, I'm preparing for a series. We're just about done with Daniel. And I'm looking to do First uh, and Second Chronicles. I'm a little daunted by that. Uh, might do Romans first. Mm. Might do Romans and then First and Second Chronicles. Yeah. But Romans is a big deal. Romans is a big deal. Yeah, and Romans 2 in particular. Well, so what's your answer? I don't know. Um, I mean, the, the historic answer here is that this is a conscience. But when you look at the expression, the law of God written on their hearts, in the Old Testament, it refers to a benefit of the new covenant. Mm, right. You know, um, what was the first passage you read? Or You read everything from Romans 2. Romans 2, okay. verse 12 through 15. Because he definitely seems to be saying, no, but he's, oh gosh, what? Uh, Contextually, he's dealing in Romans 2, there is the... What was the, what were the verses, I'm sorry? 12 through 15. For when you the know, Gentiles do not have the law, do instinctively the things of the law, these, not having the law, are a law to themselves. In that they show so so the question is who are the Gentiles right referred to are they regenerate Gentiles right, 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 right. who have what is right and wrong now written on their heart by the Spirit of God now indwelling them through regeneration or are they 
non-regenerate people who know what is right and wrong because of some conscience some counts, yeah. that is given to all creation, some lingering image-bearing understanding of what is right and wrong, a remembrance, fallen and marred though it is, of what it what was required of them in the garden. Gosh, I got you. Got to think that there's there's something to that. That there's some amount of uh, moral code, I guess, for for lack of a better. Term. So I go back to Romans one, right? For that, Romans one seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Seventeen to twenty. What does it say? <clears throat> um, it's so it's talking about creation. Um. Uh, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from uh, from faith for faith as it is written the righteous shall live by faith for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them his invisible attributes namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so they are without excuse. Right, right, right. So that's that's generally the argument that I hear in like apologetics. Yeah. You know, but I haven't I haven't heard a lot of discussion about from the Romans two thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, if you go to the verse before you started for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to, for salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So we're dealing with Jews and Gentiles. Right. When you get into, you know, of course the question is, uh, at the end of this argument uh, that you're bringing out, um, Nick, you know, is there any benefit to the Jews, you know, the Jews in a better place or the Gentiles in a better place? You know, um, certainly not, right? You know, there's, uh, but the question is, you know, what are we dealing with here? Are You're talking about specifically his law. Yeah. Is the law what, of God... Chapter 2, 12 to 15. 12 through 15. 15. Is the law of God written on the heart of every person because imago Dei? Right. Or is Romans 2 a fulfillment of Jeremiah 31 and the New Covenant? You know, I'll, I'll go there. Um uh, and read that as well. Jeremiah 31. Ugh. Fat thumbs. Fat? Th- see, I'm telling you, man. Even you. You don't have my... What did you call my hands? Uh, King Kong hands. Yeah. That's appropriate, by the way. Thank you. I guess. Yeah. Thank Mighty Joe good. Young. <laughs> what a good movie. Mm-hmm. Alright, so in, in Romans... Or in Jeremiah 31... The, the great passage on the new covenant starting in verse 27 but particularly behold the days are coming declares Yahweh when I will cut a new covenant with the house of Israel with the house of Judah not like the covenant which I cut with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt my covenant which they broke but I was a husband to them declares Yahweh but this is the covenant which I will cut with the house of Israel after those days declares Yahweh. I will put my law within them and on their heart I will write it. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So is Romans 2 a fulfillment of Jeremiah 31 
in that this is, you know, you've got Gentiles who are just hearing the gospel message, the gospel for the Jew first and also to the Gentile or the Greek. In that, these brand new Greek converts who have not been schooled in the law the way a little Jewish boy, a little Jewish girl has all their life. Right. More Jewish boys because of the, you know, patriarchal society of Jews. But I mean, is it um, that a fulfillment of that? Or is it an Imago Dei reference of saying everybody knows what's right and wrong? Because even when you're, um, you know, and this this gets into First uh, Peter chapter three, husbands, even the husbands who don't, um, uh, even the husbands who don't, yeah, obey. they'll be won by their wives with their right, their submissive behavior, their quiet behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When you put it, when you when you lay it out that way, it certainly seems like the Romans too is a fulfillment of that new covenant, and that any, and then you'd have to say that any semblance of of a biblical moral code in um, the the unbeliever is some kind of vestige of some kind of cultural, you know, impartation of that. Of that law on their heart, on the, the hearts of the believers. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, that's a good question. I could I could see, I could see either way. But now, like I don't know. I, I was thinking the other way. But now that you lay it out with the old covenant being done and the new covenant created in those terms, the the law being written on the hearts of of the people of God, that certainly seems like it's a specific and exclusive. It's certainly particular. I mean, it, the language yeah. is... Language is certainly partic- is it's particular. It's right out of Jeremiah 31. Right. But Jeremiah 31, so the, the typical Reformed approach to Romans 2 is this is the conscience of a non-believer. He might need that again. You got it? Oh, he's got it. <laughs> he's working it. Sort of, enough, Pastor, Pastor, Kenny, Pastor Kenny has relit his cigar. It's sort of like... Blowing on a fire. Oh yeah. If you drag it's on a cigar, it's not even sort of like it. It's, it's exactly it's almost like a, it. Yeah. yeah, it's basically that same thing. Yeah, that's the law. <laughs> there it is. Oh baby, the gospel has a cigar. No. I've thought about this in in the concept in the context of missions, because how you approach reaching an unreached people group, if the law of God is written on their hearts. Namely, they have some kind of conscience that bears witness and either accuses them or condemns them. You know this is right, you know this is wrong internally, you know that. Then that's a great launching in point to evangelizing an unreached people group. Yeah. So Romans 2 would be really useful in reaching unreached people. Or it's not useful in that way at all. And it's useful for understanding um, what happens to converts who have no history of being sure. raised in the church, no history of, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, at a certain point, though, in terms of reaching unreached people groups, the idea of... Well, now, I was about to say something really stupid. I'm not say it. Say that. Do it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I was about to say the you idea of... can't be the of, only one that says stupid stuff. Come on, man. Let's go. I was about to say the idea of doing right versus doing wrong is a bad jumping off point in general. But that's exactly Ooh. what Paul does. So yeah. I'm not sure I should say that. Right. Like you know that's wrong. 
Do you know why that's wrong? Right. And are you, to Nick's point, he goes to Romans 1. That's a great place to go. You know why you think that's wrong? Because you know internally, natively, naturally, by your created nature, you still bear the image of God and are accountable to him even though you're suppressing the truth about what is right before this creator in your unrighteousness. So what? So it seems like you fall, it seems like you're landing at the point of saying that the the law written on the hearts of, of men is a common grace thing towards for unbelievers and believers. I mean, that's where I've landed historically. Sure. I've had a brother who brought to me this concept of like, what if it's not that at all? What if it's actually an explanation for why... And, and I have this experience uh, that I've seen as well. The guy's not raised in the church. He's never, never um, really, you know, has no... This guy that you've been talking to? No, just oh, some, this, other, okay, some other guy who I know who's not raised in the church, has no understanding. But once he gets saved, he knows he needs to put aside certain things, even though he's never read in Scripture that he needs to put down Why things. is his conscience telling him... Right. Well, but at that point you could say, right, at that point you could say, well, if he's a if he's a a, a man of of God's own choosing, right. That's why I would say, thank right. goodness. I mean, yeah. either way, it's yes. a blessing for the Christian, obviously. And I think they're both theologically true. You know, I think I think both are realities. I think there's a sense in which um, wicked non-believers in societies all over the world, in as much as they reflect biblical right and wrong they do so because the what is right and wrong is understood by them there's a sense in which the law of God is written on the hearts of them as image bearers of God I think that's true I also think it's true like this brother that we're describing who says well you know I'm going to put it because um, you know I have one guy he, he just gets saved and he understands you know I need to stop doing this right. immediately he hasn't read a verse on that, never heard about a verse on that, has no idea biblically why or whether or not that's even wrong, but he knows immediately. Sure. I think they're both true, but exegetically, what is Romans 2 arguing for? You know, when you look at Romans 1, you can make an argument for the conscience. When you look at Jeremiah 31, you can make an argument for, you know, this is a benefit to Believers. that newly converted believer. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There are many questions that I'm approaching that I want to have an answer to before I, I start a series on the Book of Romans. How many? Uh, how many sermons? No, how many? Uh, have you looked at any uh, commentaries on that? Nope, not yet. Not at all. None. Oh, man. I mean, well, <laughs> almost all the commentaries. Oh, what's are, wrong with you? I know what's wrong with me. I, I almost all the commentaries. It's in the, if, if there's anyone who thinks that that's a, a particular fulfillment of the New Covenant, that's by overwhelmingly a minority view. So the majority view is definitely going to be, the, this is the conscience. And uh, I think you could, the thing is, you could make the argument theologically either way, and you could make the, the argument culturally either way. What I mean is that you can say, from the, from the cultural standpoint, you can say, well, the moral law that I see... In, un, in non-believers is just a some kind of cultural um, inculcation because of the way our our civilization was founded because the same ex the same is true for sinful like like abhorrently sinful behavior that the, that unbelievers in our culture think is fine and even good 
because that's also a cultural, a secular cultural influence. So you could say, well, it's it's obvious that that um, non-believers don't necessarily have the the law of, the, of God written on their hearts because sure they sure they have a moral code, but that's you know a moral code that lines up with the Judeo Christian worldview, but that's because of the culture that we occupy. Exhibit one A being abortion and homosexuality and feminism and mark like like those are all also cultural um, artifacts that that influence them just as strongly just as fiercely to the opposite. Yeah. So if they had the moral law of God written on their hearts, why are they? Okay why with wouldn't this? they? Why wouldn't they say no? That's not right. Well, is that? them just merely suppressing the truth or or defending themselves against their conscience right oh yeah as the scripture states sure oh you got me <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's an interesting one because I'm, um so you're doing you're doing a sermon no you're doing a sermon on you, i'm sorry you said why you were investigating this initially what for this podcast I'm, for, yes for this podcast <laughs> I'm well, preparing for a sermon series on the Book of Romans, and it's one of the questions that I want to have a okay. laid out. Yeah, um, Can we just, just a get, get to my eight. Faith. Yeah, just do seven and get to eight. Seven, get to eight. Yeah, yeah. and um, a, a couple other questions: Romans eleven. <laughs> Romans what? Romans eleven and the particular benefits to and blessings upon. I'm a, I'm a, let's listen, I'm a dispensationalist, so be dispensationalist. careful. Dispensationalist. Yeah, it's, it's sensational. Mm. No, I'm not actually. Carry on. I just like. So to you're say, hating the Daniel series then? <laughs> yeah, well, it's rough, man. I just like saying dispensational. Because that's that's the whole, you know. Um, we we've got a guy. We've got people who are who are following the Daniel series who are struggling with the Daniel series because because of that. Yeah, there's things like I'll say things like there's always a little horn. Um, in other words, yeah, like, there is no. Yeah. They're like no. There's one particular horn, yeah. antichrist. Exactly, and yeah. we're waiting for him. Yeah, and there's no horn, but the one little horn. I, to be honest, I never even gave that aspect of things not even a thought during this sermon series. Really? Yeah. Which may be because Eva has to go pee like eight times during a sermon. That's fair. And That's fair. She's throwing crayons at people, and that's not it. That that's can't what I'm be dealing it. with. It. We got a guy. We got a guy in church who um, very teasingly grades on a weekly basis the side of the church that he sits on, and says, "Is he, we, is he from the from the from the congregational side? Is he a right side or a left sider?" From my perspective, he's a left side. He sits on the same side that that we do. Yes, uh, I'm kind of no, you're in the middle. Kinda in the middle. Uh, yeah, sometimes. But I'm a right sider. No. I'm a left sider from your perspective. My perspective, left sider. You're a moderate right sider. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> centrist. A lot <laughs> can be determined based on where you sit in our church yeah. side, apparently. Back row um, Baptist baby. So he grades he grades the uh, the, perf- the the behavior of the of the uh, respective sides. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and How so are we doing on the right? Sits, he typically sits on your left. Yes. Like on that left row, not yeah. the center. Five, six rows back. I can say it because he'll probably listen. It's Mike. Uh, oh. I was going to say, that's, that was my guess. Mikey! Mikey. He's a. not listening. You He's know, and well, listening. I mean, the, he should. So I'm going to convince him to. He wouldn't get this Edwards far into kids. it. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> would, he would give up. He gave up in minute five. He was like, so I'm not listening. What a time. waste of time. I'm time for this. These hacks. So, a little Abraham, if my nephews 
throwing a fit. He, mm-hmm. He'll send me a text saying something like, ah, oh, docking points for that. We're he's on. been holding Abraham lately. Yeah, he does a lot. He oh, does. He does a lot? Yeah. yeah. I'm not a lot, but yeah, frequently. He's a he's a, he's a a saint. He's a kid watcher. I, and I think he, he does, does that. I, I don't know. I've never asked him this. I think he creepy. does this worried about whether or not I'm distracted. <laughs> I couldn't be no, less distracted. No, he doesn't think you're distracted. I not. If you, if you about my set, my son's Screamed, and then no. you actually, and then you actually, actually I didn't notice people were wonderful. laughing about that until because well, I was he, like, he's, he responded to it. I know I didn't hear that part. I heard the laughter, and I was like, oh, the that's my kid. Have been that's my kid. Uh, it was man, like, I was and what do we think about this? And he was like, no. no. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> and then I had a hold of his throat, and I was like, huh? <laughs> exactly. Homer and Bart, you know, throttling him in the back. But, um, Dude, last time Amanda had nursery, he fell asleep. I looked like a perfect parent, <laughs> and uh, in my arms, and I was like, "What? This is this is normal. This is how Dad does it." But Sunday was like, I didn't give you very much. I'm sorry. I feel no, it's totally fine. Okay. Totally fine. Yeah. The, but what a blessing. When, what a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> man, was, when, I'm glad you ended on that. When you got little kids, man, I don't. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're he saying. He has a there. I have to. I have to listen. I have to listen again on the podcast. On the whatever afterwards, yeah. because during like in the moment, I I'm so there's so much going on, dude. I didn't even take communion this Sunday. Did, you, did I? I, I thought your kids did were. You not? I didn't because you didn't come. I did. I went up there and I got the wine and the bread and I got two f- for me and Marie because she had taken Millie, I guess, to go whatever. And I was like, "Well, wait." I I and I said I sat I sat there in the pew. When when everyone partook, I sat there for like a full thirty seconds trying to decide whether to take with everybody you or don't wait. Do that, you partake. I should have body. So get <laughs> a <laughs> So like I prayed, I prayed over it with Eva. I prayed better. I prayed Do better. I prayed with Eva, and um, I was like, "We're just gonna wait for Mama." And uh, Marie did, Marie took forever, so I ended up just waiting, and then Marie came back and she and I was like, "You take communion because she was in nursery feeding June." And she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dang it! Yes, what he, am I doing?" Yes. And then I was gonna, I was gonna like sit up by myself and and pray and take communion. But then I was like, I don't know. So I didn't, I didn't take. Communion. Did you bury it in the backyard? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, which is the way you're supposed to. Who did that? Didn't some group of there? I can tell you later. It was somebody I know. Really? Oh, no. You, we both know. Really? I'll tell you later. I know who you're talking about. I've told you this before. Well, so. Oh. What I, what my fear was was that. Someone would see see the full the both full cups and both morsels of bread and be like, David's struggling. So who so so someone came up and got the thing just yeah. so that, just so that no one would think that they weren't, you know, Communion. struggling. Communion. And then but they felt like they couldn't do it because they don't believe. Well, that's none in, of their business right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe later, but not right now. Anyway. Yeah. So how how do we feel about you know what are some of the reasons? This is an interesting subject. What are some of the reasons where you would choose not to? Are there any reasons? Where I can't think of a one. So you and I, well, this is one thing you and I talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Just the one reason. If I can't decide, <laughs> you and I talked about this last time you were here. That I never saw the light of the day, which may see the light of the day if I can get the hard drive on my computer back. Anyway, since that conversation, I would say now there's no reason ever that I would say. I, I'm not. I'm gonna refrain. Sans excommunication. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously there are some significant things that come along with that. Yeah. I think there, there shouldn't be. 
I put I'll say that there sure. shouldn't be, but I would say that there probably are occasions where some some believers don't. Yeah, and, and like I can certainly I can certainly because they're empathize. feeling convicted of something and they're not, you know, they're yeah. not believing the gospel. I guess right. But before my conversation with you, That's my idea about communion that. was was severely, uh, uh, you know, diminished. Severely, severely like smearly. small. Smearly. Smearly small. Even. Yeah. Where you think, okay, I need to, I should, re- not even I need to, although I guess that's what it ends up being. I need to repent and make sure I'm quote unquote right with God, which is silly because that's not the right point. Right with God. Sure. Search that in your Search, ESV in Bible app. Yeah. Because that's not the point of communion. And so after, after our conversation, I would say, if anything, when you're... I mean, obviously, also repent and make sure you're you're clear about what you're struggling with with your with your brothers and you know your elders. But if anything, communion is a is a grace in that time. You know, yeah. it's a it's a benefit in that I've time. I found it's that not, to be true. Yeah. Sure, yeah. It's not it's not something that like even even if you're in the lowest of lows and you're struggling with the worst sin, that's yeah, communion, right. communion. You should helps be reflecting not. on why, you know, why you're, why you're there, why you believe the God. Yeah, what, com, what the, even the, just the, what definitionally, what right. communion means. It's, right. You it's shouldn't unity. be limiting Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By your sin. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with one of our members about a year ago, who said to me there was a Sunday that they, they didn't take communion because they were unsure as to whether or not. You know, um, and they use the old passage, uh, you know, if you're from from the Gospels where Jesus says, you know, if you've got a, an offense with your brother and you're bringing your gift to the altar, leave it there, mm. go and be reconciled, and then bring your gift. Mm. Yeah, but it's not a gift I'm no, bringing, it's man. Not. Right. No. This is, it's yeah. the opposite. It's yeah. Right, this yeah. is a gift that Jesus is reminding us of. Yeah. So I may indeed halt leaving my gift to make sure that I reconcile with my brother. Sure. But I don't want to say... You know, well, I'm not worthy because that's almost that's inherently real bad, wounded, man. isn't it? That's real and I bad. feel like you guys do a good. The elders do a good job of explaining why we're taking communion, and it's always a good thing to do that before you take communion. James crushed it this week. Yeah, he did really good. I've heard two people say, but I guess people just aren't listening. <laughs> you're not hearing. Well, that's a thing. You can listen, but if you're if you're not yeah, if you're struggling with something, it's hard. It, you know, I, I think we've all been there. Like. You can oh listen, no! You can, not you. I mean, other than you, <laughs> other than other than Uncle Nicky, like obviously you can miss the entire point of a sermon because you're struggling with something yep. or the other, and then you listen to it, the same sermon a, a year later or whatever, and it's like, oh. Well, luckily they told you about it, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's good. Yeah. You had the opportunity to minister to them, and it's good. And everything's better now. Mm. Everything's all better. They're on church discipline, they're on, and they're not. <laughs> They're out of there. Oh, man, you <laughs> said church discipline. I, I'm sorry. You Are did you it. trying to bring this up? No. You did it. Is this, I'm not. Is this Uncle Nicky's transition into... No, it's not. What I do you do no. when, uh, you know, uh, heartbreaking this weekend? It was rough. Yeah. Uh, I actually ended up having to take Eva to the bathroom right during that. I don't even know those folks very well. I don't know one of them at all, but the yeah. other person I, I know of, 
uh, because we were in the small group for a short time. Yeah, yeah. Them, but that was tough. It was tough to hear. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I was glad because I started to choke up a little bit, and I was like, "Well, I gotta go." Yeah. But all those new members. I know, dude. That was great. <laughs> I was so Ethan. Did you see? How, did you know he ran the marathon on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. I, I showed you, up. Right. Did you see him up standing up there? I mean, did you notice how like? How tough it was for him to stand upright up there because of how notice. tired he was. Oh gosh, I, I didn't notice at all. Oh man, I was looking at him and I was should be tired. I know. I was ready to get out of my pew and catch him. Really? I, oh yeah. Don't lock your knees. Yeah, I was like, I was leaning. I was ready because I was like, if he if he falls out, Maria might kind of catch him. You weren't gonna get there. I was gonna, in time, well, you know, I was thinking. I was thinking. She's not gonna catch him. I was like, thinking what? Maria might kind of might kind of like you She'd know collapse under him is what she. Would yeah, do. and I was like, I I'll, I'll get up there. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then, right after you finish, well, first he said, when you when you said you're gonna read the point by point thing, he was like, oh man, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And then right after you finished, he he went out the back door, and I was like, it. I was like, oh, he's gonna throw up for sure. They showed up and they sat right behind in the pew right behind us, right before communion when we were waiting to get up for communion, and William was so excited to see them, and he was trying to show them his new coloring book. And then he wanted to take it with him up, so when we went up to, to get communion, and uh, I was like, okay, that, I mean, that's fine. But then he wanted, they were behind me, like, on the way up, and he wanted to, he kept putting it behind my back, and I was like, he's going to drop, he's going to throw it, he's going to drop it, and so I'm like fighting with him, like I keep pulling it out and giving it to him up front, and then he puts it back behind me, and anyway, <laughs> it was rough. To bring it back to me. Yeah, to go back to you. <laughs> which is really why we're all here. That's why that's we're why, here. That's why I came. We came to talk anyway, about Uncle Nicky. I was like, I was sweating bullets. Plus, he's like 50 pounds now, and it's like, I think he's I'm going to explode a bicep a, one day. Yeah, just, he's a big dude. He's a tankard of a little guy. He's, 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 he's a, a tankard. A dude, a tankard. He's a tankard. <laughs> that's excellent. He said tankard. I've never heard tankard. tankard, but I, I never like have it. either. But yeah, I can no. envision a tankard. That sounds like when you go to the ABC store and you're like, "I see you have the 750, but do you have the tankard inside?" No. <laughs> can I order that? Do I have handles. to have, do I I have, like to have a, a lift gate delivery? Nice special order. Yeah, I like a tankard. tankard. It's bigger than a keg. It's bigger right. than a keg, exactly. Yeah, that's right. No, a tankard is what you, if you go to uh, uh, Park Lane Tavern and order the Dunkel. They bring it in a tanker. That's what they do. It's delicious. Would you like your dunkle in a tanker? <laughs> I say because we're all out. We can bring you several um, smaller glasses. Snifters. Snifters. <laughs> we can bring you a uh, a tanker is equal to seven snifters. We'll so. bring you a tray of snifters. <laughs> a tray. So according to Wikipedia, mm. a tanker is a form of drinkware yeah. consisting of large, roughly cylindrical drinking cup with a single handle. I love Tankards. that it's roughly cylindrical. <laughs> yes. Like. Leaves a lot we're of not, room for it. Yeah. Tankards are usually silver or, silver or pewter. Really? But can be made of other materials. For example, wood, ceramic, or leather. Wood. A tankard leather? may have a hinge. So it's never glass. No. Could a wine skin oh. be a tankard? I think it could. <laughs> Maybe. Potentially. There's a if honestly, if you go to Parkland Tavern and order some beers, they bring it in this in this. I would have called it a tankard until now, but they bring it in this glass. Stein. I don't know. It's a a stein. Is it a stein? Stein and tankard seem like synonyms. Yeah, but synonyms. have you been to one of those places that with the that, boot, the big thing on your table with a tap on it? And I never have. I've been to a place that does that, but it was before I drank, so I didn't get that. I was like eighteen or something, so I definitely didn't get that. But I saw a bunch of people from uh, 
What's the church denomination with the cross? The symbol is like the cross with like the red flag thing. United Methodist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of United Methodist guys. They all had They're their. The they all had their fleeces with their United Methodist. Uh, I can speak. United Methodist logos. He's going to the pea corner. Uh, and they got they got a giant thing with the tap, and I was I was uh, ridiculing them in my head because what kind of church affiliate group does that? But here we are drinking. Explain scotch that to me a little bit. Let's, well, uh, it goes really deep, Uncle Nicky. See, the thing is, when you talk about, no, I can't do it. I was gonna fake it all the way. Let's talk about new wine versus old. Wine. Versus old. Well, let's talk about new wine skins versus old. New wine skins. That's even. You're gonna want those. You're gonna, because the other ones. They'll just burst, man. Yeah. Yeah, like Judas. Yeah, you're gonna have to get Matt up in here to talk about that. Yeah, I do. I, I need mean, to talk to him. He. So you. Uh, for something custom. Yeah. Here's the problem. Oh. He I, made a a hat. Somebody got an Indiana Jones. He made my hat. iPad case. Uh oh. And you're very unhappy. No, it's great. I don't you're even. Not, I don't see it on there. It's just a. It's just a sleeve. It's a slip. Yeah, when it's closed. But you can't use it now. No, Matt, I can't. I can't use it now because it's not. Right, Matt. But, you're gonna want to talk to David because I don't here. see it anywhere. <laughs> but he's. I think he's done. I think he's pretty much done with the custom stuff. He's not done. So see, I have an old pair of engineer boots that I want to throw away because they're just they don't fit anymore and. Anyway, I'm like, wait a minute. This leather could be repurposed. Yeah. So anyway. So are you thinking about having him? Well, he's the only leather guy. He's a no. He makes he makes great stuff, but yeah, he he wants to start doing batch stuff because well, yes. because it's spent it's so. That's much time. where the money is. It really is, obviously, and it's so it's so time consuming. But I'm a dear dear brother to him. We've talked. We've spoken maybe twice. That's so. Well, that's that's, I a, that's a rich relationship. Yes. Well, yeah. you're both you both believers, so. Yep. There's that. All right. Are you going to drink your Modelo or are you just going to let it sit there? I am. Modelo. Okay. You don't feel pressure. So Matt has, uh, Matt Carpenter. Yes. Has a historical disdain for the way that I drink basically everything. That's specific. Yeah, he is. was on this podcast. This well, very episode. I think we're going to have to have a future episode in which we deal with this. We can do it now. specifically uh, with that. Yeah, so if he's around when I'm having my first coffee of the day, I'm usually try. Uh, even just this past Sunday, I was mindful. I took my first sip of coffee in his presence. The elders meet, elders and elder candidates meet at 6.30. I open the lid and I'm about to take my first sip of coffee and I know that it just irks him to death. When I take that first sip and I, and I slurp, and then you sigh, and I sigh. Oh no! Why does it hurt yeah. I have no idea. Because he's he's Matt. Come on. Because he's Mike's son. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder. That's a whole other podcast. I mean, there are people who have um, who have uh, who really do struggle with, with auditory, the sounds, yeah. with auditory things, and I wonder if it's that. Or I wonder if I'm it's sure a, that's what it is. Maybe he yeah. just hates you. Have you thought about that? It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. What else are you sure of? All of it. Anything else we say? <laughs> Anything you say. Yeah. He's just sure. Other than the drinking of coffee, we get along swimmingly. So, you said anything, though. So, you could, it's not just coffee, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh... The, uh well, is it because you sip and sigh every single time you drink something? No, but I am a rather sensual being. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> it. I've always said that. 
You know, so like when I when I eat particular. Well, in the circles that I'm in, you're I don't know. Not eccentric. I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So if I, that part was recorded. I'm I'm. It will make back sense. It that. was recorded. I think. I did we start that early? Yeah, yeah, it was in there. David apparently is so not I am, passionate enough for, or eccentric enough for. I am curious. Uh, for Kenny. Kenneth, I'm sorry. What eccentricity is I heard it you want to be called Kenneth. It's not really a big deal. I heard it is. The thing is, I met you as Kenny, and it's so... I know. It's you're so, Kenny. like, I can't... You were chubby, and your name's Kenny. I never okay. met... I never knew you when you were chubby. You it's may be a that. handsome is guy and wear a bow tie no. now. But like, you guy, used to be fat. Back chubby then, you had, don't forget hemp, it. you had a hemp pullover, and your name was Kenny. And, and you had... It, and that's why... Have you ever owned a hemp pullover? I will for this episode. Oh, you've never owned one. I've always wanted one, but I've never owned one. What is a hemp pullover? I think it's a popular with, like, surfers and stuff. It was those... You've seen them because they were real uh, popular when we were. They're in very like, colorful. Usually. Yeah, we okay. were in middle school, high yeah, school. They were real yeah. popular. Now I kind of want. My son one. has I've one. Never owned I'm one. so jealous. I'm like, dude, dude. When I, I was in seventh grade, wanted one, never owned one. Never owned one. I um I met you as Kenny, and you weren't fat either. So Too late to change. You were never. You weren't fat. I can start calling you Kenneth if you want, but listen, every single time that that guy that we all know that. Doesn't want his identity anywhere. I said his name. Calls you. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. But I think the recording was off, so did we're you? good. Uh, I don't think so, but You, you said his name? Jiu- said his full name. Jiu-Jitsu guy? Yeah. I said Jiu-Jitsu guy's first BJJ. name. Was I peeing? I might have been peeing. BJJJ. Yeah. BJJJ. Yeah. Anyway, whatever time, he calls you Kenneth. He does. So does Tim Mar. Oh, yeah, but he met you when yeah, you were Kenneth. Yeah, when you were Kenneth. So, um... Don't I worry, don't, we'll talk to him. I don't care yeah, a we'll, lot. It's not a big deal. You care somewhat, though. Nah, not really. Not really. I if if I had. To That's not what your brother says. Because when people when and people let me tell you something. He knows you, <laughs> doesn't he? If I could, he does. He knows me inside now. If right. I could start over, I would be Kenneth. Go. If I could start over, so you would go by Kenneth. Enough said. But it doesn't bother me in you know the what? slightest. I might I might give it a shot. I'm gonna go for it. Give it a whirl. I'm gonna start calling you Kenneth. If it doesn't feel good, I don't care. Maybe you Kenneth. could just go with like an initial. And then you're... So le- here's the real question. K.L. Diaria. Ooh, K.L. Diaria. You could write books that way. What's yeah. your middle name? Lynn. What? Is it Lindsay? Lynn? It's Lindsay something. Then it would be Kaylin. Ooh, Kaylin! <laughs> I've heard of a man named Kaylin. <laughs> I like it. I had a guy in, in Kaylin who called me Kenny Diaria. Lynn. Called you what? He called me Kenny Lynn. Is your, Is middle your name, name Lynn? Lynn? It's Lindsay. 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 Yeah. Listen, so... Did hey, I ever Lindsay. tell you this about my, my parents wanting to name me Lindsay? Okay. So they thought... But I need this. For whatever reason, my dad was he convinced... started kicking so hard. My dad was convinced... <laughs> <laughs> my dad was convinced that I was a girl in in the womb. Same. I don't know why, but he was convinced. And the fathers usually know. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay, sure. <laughs> anyway, I don't know... Yeah. Uh... They were they were dead set on the name Lindsay. Okay. For the girl that was to be me. There's men named Lindsay. Sure. It's spelled different. And uh, so Lindsay I Graham. I came out with a penis, and they said, "Well, that's not." What are you doing work. with that? Yeah. Your name's Lindsay. Your middle name's not Lindsay, though. <laughs> no, my middle name is Lowell. Lowell. But okay. for a long time, when my brother was trying to get under my skin, he he would call me Lindsay. D Lowell. D Lowell. D L. D L. Music. Ah, oh, D L. D.L. Same initials as my father. 
not the same name, obviously. Well, maybe that's not obvious. Daryl. Daryl Fish. Daryl. Alex will sometimes uh, will holler out, Kendall Lindsay. Nice. And uh, he would. Yeah. He's permitted. He's my brother. Of course. He doesn't bother he me. He what he wants. So, yeah. Well, what's your middle name? Nicholas Charles. Charles. I knew that. Isn't that Young William's middle name? NC. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's you my son's middle name. Too. NC Franks. NC. Yeah, the thing is, if you go by your initials and last name, any book you write with Star Search, any book you write. Uh, I'm saying that specifically because of someone that we both know that does that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he would get it earlier, but... The J? Yeah. Uh, J, I don't know that one. What does it stand for? James. Really? I didn't know that. I'm going to say What do you think it was? I had no idea. I thought it was John. Javier. Javier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of the dark Juan. Skin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop us and start again. Ready? One, two, three... Out. It's just that I only get an hour and fifteen per sec. I don't know, I, what I have to do is figure out new software. Yeah, it's okay. Nobody's listening. What I have to do is get my my HP back because I, there's a there's a program called Audacity and you you can record all you want. It's what we use for every sermon. Of course, because it's reasonable. Did you learn how to do this? Nah. So he uses comes, his thumb. I use this knuckle right here. Thumb. How do you? Oh, you go like this. I do. Yeah. Maybe this is better for all of our listeners. Oh, oh that's so much better. Oh, for both you of watch our your listeners. eyes though. Listen, <laughs> for the sake of both of our listeners, I want to announce both of them. <laughs> one of them's me. <laughs> one of them. So I guess the other one's David. <laughs> They're all here. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> is that cigar still up for grabs? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. What is this? I am. La Roma de Cuba. Yeah. We I'm bought those. So for the sake of, who bought these? The last time you and I were at Willie's, the the little fourteen year old Ooh. guy that works there, the guy that rubs the guy that rubs his nose juice on all the cigars, the gimpy leg guy. No, <laughs> no, no that guy's gimpy leg. Mo with the gimpy leg. Mo with the gimpy leg. But his name My is my brother. Caleb. Is Caleb? He's great. I like Caleb. I like Caleb a lot. Is He's, that the guy? No, I just no, no, turned. No. I just turned twenty one. So. There was a guy that we talked to. When we were looking for cigars to buy, we thought he was the man. I didn't think he was the man because he was uh, talking about cigars and he was like, "Yeah, this one's pretty good." And he picked it off the shelf and goes, "It smells great." I was like, "I don't want that cigar." I'm, I'm done, oh, I'm we're gonna, gonna have to put this in the. Uh, I'll smell my own cigars, but you just rubbed your nasty nose. He knew what he was doing. Nose, he he was squaling doing. sweat yeah. all over yeah. that. He knew what he was doing. And I mean, is anything dirtier than the end of a nose? Nothing. Nothing is dirtier except for um. The a beard. There's other stuff. Yeah, there's other stuff. The but we're not going to talk about that stuff. Would you expose that for us, please? No. <laughs> go deep on that. And when I say go deep, I don't mean go deep. Sorry. Anywho. Anyway, you started to say for both of our listeners, and then you stopped because I think I cut you off like, yes. like a jerk. As one does. It's if you don't remember, that's fine. Oh, you yeah. were saying for both of the listeners. Ooh. You were going to explain about See, the... Oh, yeah. Nick used the... Uh, the lighter. lighter the big lighter... To open his beer by palming, gripping around yes. the neck of the bottle. Yes. And you pry up the bottle cap with the. Using your. The butt of the your, lighter. Your your first index knuckle. That works so much better. You know how many times but I almost broke use that. my thumb? <laughs> you used your thumb. The first time, but he just told me to use that and it was much easier. Hmm. 
and it really pops. You yeah, know? It, it does. does. It's like champagne esque. Yeah. Apparently, people die from champagne cork. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. How many people do you think die every year from champagne? Apparently, cork? it happens. I'm gonna look it up. I wanna. I want guesses. More than lightning strikes. Three. More than lightning strikes. I'm going to say three. Solid three. Solid three. I'm going to say more than lightning strikes only because I heard this on TV and I know it's true. <laughs> well, it's on TV. Yeah. It's probably not true at all. But at least there's content, right? Yeah. How many people die every year from Champagne corks? Champagne. Um, this is a lot of... 24 people die annually. Wow, three was a significant <laughs> underestimate. 24. 24 people have to... Good grief. So, so how did... How did... How did... Uh, imagine that. That's just terrible. Yeah, how did Lindsay die? Well... Yeah, you gotta We were having people. a soiree for his 80th soiree. anniversary, and I popped the champagne. I was I sabered it. I used a saber. It was it was glorious. Or it's like you know Sam's Steakhouse on 17. <laughs> so there was a party in there. Yeah. And so the saber makes sense because if you saber it oh. and a shard of glass hits yeah. you in the jugular, or I get something. that. 24. That seems really high. How does it kill? Even if it hits you in the eye, how do you get killed? He said jugular. The jugular I can go with. That kill? Oh, because like an internal no. lead? Or? He was saying if the glass cuts oh, your the glass. Yeah. But I, sure. here's what I think. It says, it, it says that the that the cork, I, I just saw it in glancing. We should have opened with this. That the cork travels at, <laughs> we should have. That the cork travels at 55 miles an hour. So if that hits you in the head. the cork, cork. The cork can't. Eh, listen. I've been 24 people know every You've year. You've been hitting the balls with I've a champagne? I've been hitting the balls with a softball coming 55 miles That's an hour. nothing And you're do. not dead. And I'm not dead. That's and you've had like seven kids. And I had, yes, a plethora of children. A brace. Post. Do you know that the, the, some that the proper group term for post. children is a... a well, brace. actually, it's it can say it two ways. I thought brace was two. No, a brace of daughters, a caper of kids. And that works for goats as well. And a whole mess of nachos. Yes, that's a whole mess. A that's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and you have to use the craft singles on that one. That's ghetto nachos. Where do you go to get great nachos? Smoke has pretty good nachos. I don't get nachos when I'm out. Because they're, they're too messy. It's like, if I'm going to have nachos, I want to be in my house. Yeah, where the people fair. there Listen, know how we, disgusting I am already. <laughs> you're not trying to impress anybody. <laughs> Listen, smoke, Ooh, smoke. Oh, give me a napkin. <laughs> smoke and County Grill have pretty good nachos. There's meat. County Grill There's has amazing nachos. Yeah, County I've Grill. I like County Grill way better than Smoke, generally. Way so, better. Way better. Way better. Oh, it's not close. You know what it is? Uh, I just had this discussion with Master Chief the other day because apparently after church they went, him and Bev went with some other folks. And they went to smoke, <laughs> and Bev didn't really like it. I was like, "Did you sit outside?" He said, "No." I said, "I think." That eating outside Helps. adds a lot to the food, the taste of. That's why people love eating outside. Yeah, think about it. I don't know, man. I, I think it just adds. I to just it. went. I I go there fairly often, not fairly often. Like when we go there and we sit outside. Yeah, but it's, it's still not good. as good as County Grill. I don't know. It looks like it's good while you're eating. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. <laughs> anyway, so I agree. Is, I think County Grill. Is a County bit Grill bad. has their their ribeye. Is is the best steak 
locally. What? No. Yep. Nah. No. Well, I've never been to Schlesinger's. I will. Okay. I will preface this. Schlesinger's is good, but I don't know that they're the best, but they're pretty good. They gotta be better than County Grill. So, so County like, Grill beats Outback hands down. You know, I have. I can't really say because I've never had a steak from County Grill. Get to, go because when I go there, I'm getting barbecue. Something right. barbecue. No, I get a steak every time. Go to County Grill and get their get their 14 ounce ribeye. Right, I'm doing it now. Or Go. come yeah. to my house. There's a member who donated. We're doing that. A couple of pounds of. Don't tell any. Don't shh. Don't tell people. <laughs> tell you me. You know who it was? You know I do now. His I name runs with Timothy Marr. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. What a guy. He bought me a couple of pounds. He must have a guy. Does he have a guy? Tim. No. Got don't a know. guy. Of what? Of Wagyu A5, Wagyu, A5 Wagyu? Japanese. Yeah. A, but With not, a certificate and everything. Yeah. Whoa. Like How many Japanese? pounds? I don't know. It's two? a couple pounds. It's two hunks. So like a big steak is about, what, $200 for yeah. like a 10-ounce steak? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. And he got you a side. I, I, have, uh, I have two so roasts. My, my next question is, thick. why are you inviting me over? Because I will eat all of these. Apparently, you can't really just sit there and eat a whole steak. Really? Yeah, it's. I mean, you, you haven't you, seen me. You and I probably could, <laughs> but it's so rich. It's it's almost like eating butter. It's just so wow. much fat in there. It melts in yeah, your mouth. It does. It so, tastes like bacon. The fat on a. Did you already have some? No, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't thought it. It's it's still frozen and immaculate condition. I like to be considered for the audience at least. Yeah. <laughs> Can I come watch? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring beer. <laughs> Steak lawyer. <laughs> I, I think steak voyeurism. What's going on? I mean, <laughs> sure. It's definitely going on the list. Steak so voyeur. I want Tim to come over and, and, and eat some of that steak. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, he got it. Um, well, I mean. And then everybody else who comes, it's like, what do you bring that merits a slice? I have some scotch. Yeah. <laughs> Newly acquired. <laughs> Newly acquired 12 year scotch. Yeah, I've never had Wagyu. Have you had Wagyu? All gratin potatoes. <laughs> Have you had Wagyu? Something really like... No. Well, I've had... A I, burger? What is... Just their off, regular off the menu. The other thing was like a special. It was on a little separate printout. And it was $99. And I was like, it's my birthday. And Amanda was paying, but I was like, I'll pay for this. Because I don't expect you to... I, I just want... It was Wagyu. And I'm like... I want this, and I got it, and I was kind of disappointed. It was good, yeah. but it was good for just a regular steak. And I was like, "This, there's something different here." And come to find out, it was American, American wagon. Yeah, that yeah. matters. Which is, they they take like a uh, Angus and breed it with a Japanese bull or something. Yeah. And they put them on the back of a bus and send them. I don't send know them here. Yeah, massage it shoulders, feed it beer. That's right. And they're like, sounds like my. Existence, shoulder massages and beer, feeding beer, man, that's and you'll be really a steak good. before you know it. I'll be a steak before I know <laughs> it. So my first wagyu experience was with, um, we had one wagyu steak that was gifted to me by Jack, and um, he was working at a butcher at the time. Gave me this singular steak. It was only forty five dollars. Um, was the price of it? It was thin, but it was delicious, and the fat melts like butter and yeah. it tastes like bacon. It's amazing. But we shared it, and we needed to share it because there was no way we were eating. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was very rich. That's crazy. Delicious. But you don't tend to eat that much anyway, right? You're not. I I have no eat... control when it comes to carbs. So if there's well, a that's what you eat a lot, right? No, maybe not. Probably not. No. Okay. So if there's a box of Lucky Charms, 
It's gone. <laughs> I have no That's the carbs you go to is the right. box of Lucky Charms. Like, yeah. There's so many, so many better carbs. French bread. French bread is amazing. Oh, man. If General French, Mills is on the table, Del- I am. Deli's cornbread oh. is legendary. She, sugar she makes it herself. Cut it with flour? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sugar cut with a little bit of flour. Oh, yeah. And she cooks it in her cast iron pan, pan oh. and it's it's two and a half inches thick. Three inches thick in the middle. And uh, she cuts it, slices it, puts some salted butter on it. Now and you know I, why he's got a hard out at yeah. ten minutes ago. Yeah. Ten minutes ago, yeah. Hard out. After that That's cigars. going on the other list. Hard out? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You know what else is going on the other list is uh, uh, every fiber of my being. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like those. We started a new list. It's uh, the, the name of the list is The New Normal. Mm-hmm. It's all this... The tropey sayings that oh every fiber of my being yeah oh it's on there for sure that's a good one yeah what's on that list so far well the new normal number one yeah it is what it is number two yeah i hate that phrase bet you ever heard of this one bet Bet. master chief is a big user somebody texted me bet i had to google it oh really yeah chief says it all the time what's it mean he doesn't say it to me it's like for sure 100 percent. like if you say man i'm going to go get nachos from from uh, County Grill. from County Grill tonight. You want to go? Oh, bet. That's bet. a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like sure, it's a sure. I've thing. never used it in my life except for just now. Word. Wow. It's kind of like it's saying like word. word. <laughs> no, it's it's more it's it's more than word. Word up. I like number eight or whatever it is. It's just Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden. Sorry. Judah said the other day. And I put Joe Biden on the other list. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-mm. Is you didn't um, see it? How about the, baby bump? Baby bump. I hate baby one. bump. That's on there. What do you mean, baby bump? Is that baby a thing? bump? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's life took over. Baby bump. Life took over. Unbridled passion. <laughs> Joe Biden. He fell off the wagon. That's another one. Why is you that on there? It. You put it on I there. Could, I didn't put that on there. Oh, somebody I put it else on there. is on our list. I put it on there because I was watching Seinfeld and there was a whole bit about falling off the wagon and it was really funny. Yeah. We. So anyway, this shouldn't be on the show. What happened to the phrase "no duh"? No Judah duh. said no duh. No duh. Then, it, then that turned into no dur. No dur. No dur. Why? Dur. Why did it turn into dur? It felt more derogatory. Yeah. yeah. If you had an er to anything, that feels derogatory. That's definitely a 90s public school type of thing. So if you want to criticize a dispensationalist, you're a dispensationalist. Whoa. You're a derspy. No. No, that doesn't feel right. Correct. It's not going to fly. I don't think anyone's going to adopt that. No. Derspy? We can make this happen. <laughs> you can, uh, why don't you go with ahead. some with some uh, solid good work? Why don't you put some feelers out there on there? <laughs> Write a blog post. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. I say that all the time, jokingly. Is that on the list? Put it on the list. He put it on the list. I said it because you this said is the it to other. Me. This is the new normal. That's I say it to you all the time. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's going on there right now. Somebody made me a T-shirt. Uh, one of my four one one attendants made me a T-shirt that says, "Normal's not coming back, but Jesus is." Oh snap! Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. That hits hard. I have that. Yeah. That slaps like they, Carly they, Rae Jepsen. They get babies. points for actually making a T-shirt because I always accuse people or. Well, always say I'm gonna make a T-shirt of that, and no one ever does. And it. it's funny for a second, but then I never do it. Well, I think half of the stuff on our other list could be made into T-shirts, like more beer, bigger hammer. That's like for sure. I'm gonna have to take that out of this podcast. More beer, little... bigger hammer. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's actually an album title. Yeah. For which I've made album artwork. Yes, he has. 
So I've sketched album artwork for that one. Oh, who's that behind? Mine actually has nothing to do with it. That's our Brown Downspout album. That's on the original list. Yeah, that's us. 178 items on that list. Yeah, baby. Did you like my recent ones? Probably. This is really good radio for people who aren't. Yeah. Privy to the list. I knew this was gonna come up. Yeah. And I don't think it should. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Let's not talk about the list anymore. Anytime there's a group, it comes up. It'll come up Friday. Well, because it's such a good... For us, it is. For us, yeah. Friday. What are we talking about Friday? What? Do we even know? Scotch. Scotch. (laughs) We're talking about... Jordan Peterson. It's going to be cold again. Yeah, let's talk about Jordan Peterson again, can we? Oh, I want to talk... I do want to talk about that, because I missed that. Oh, you did miss that. Yeah. And I know... I had to mute the whole... That whole wire group because I just it's too much because of certain Mike things. can't stop talking. Mike, is Mike Mike's not. In there. I'm just messing around. I got a pee. Go ahead, talk about Jordan Peterson. I had to mute. That, I don't know. If I should be talking about it on here, but I had to mute that whole Spurgeon Society because I think there are things that shouldn't be discussed or debated on some sort of texting or sure. messaging. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't think it's healthy necessarily to do it that way. Why? I agree, but why? Well, because there's a lot of things that are assumed um, that may not, may or may not be, you know, you know why. So, Jordan Peterson, is JP. he, is he, what's the term that's been used? Is he um, a Gnostic? No. David, while peeing, Agnostic. I said no. Is he agnostic? Yeah, agnostic. Because he's been influenced by, in his secular training, Carl Jung. Does that make him agnostic? I don't know. I don't, he's never, I don't think he fully discusses his personal beliefs. No. Publicly. No. But I also wouldn't say that I know he's a, a believer. I don't, I don't. I don't think he's come out and said, I yeah. have trusted in the Lord Jesus I Christ. feel like if he was, he would definitely let that be known. But, on the other hand, he hasn't said that. But, I just don't think that it's worth Christians debating whether or not this person's good or bad. Sure. Yeah. I don't I think, think that that's, in a the, lot of that's not the point. Yeah. You know, that's, um, you know, I guess there, there could be some... Well, there might be a little bit of an issue if people are, you know, they're holding him in such. That's what I was gonna say. There's def- there are definitely that. times to say, you know, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be putting so much confidence or or trying to learn so much from so and so, even if it's a believer, even if it's a believer, or a sure, pastor or anybody. You but should. yeah, the way that the wire group ended up was like. Well, it devolved into like what's going on. Like there are things about RCF that I don't like. You know, yeah, I, that's the last thing I really paid attention to, and I was that like, happened? somebody, yes, early on, and I, I was like, somebody needs to to get a hold of this and find out. Yeah, so what the specific. And I think person. that has happened subsequently. Okay. Yeah. Good. But yeah, so like, but I, I know what you're talking about in terms of like, it's not necessarily helpful to say to, to go heretic hunting. Right. There are benefits to calling people out for sure, and I think that that's biblical. Um, yeah, even if you read Paul in and what First Timothy, um, or Second Timothy, no, First Timothy, Titus one nine. Yeah, there you go. Um, so there are definitely time. There's a time and place for that. 
But yeah, the conversation about Jordan Peterson, it's it's helpful. It can be helpful to say, do you think he's a believer? If you're saying, if you're trying to figure out whether, like, how far you should take his advice and and wisdom or whatever, because he definitely has those things. He definitely yeah. has advice and wisdom to impart, and I've I've benefited quite a bit from him. I don't think he's a believer, and I think that's beneficial to to know or conclude yeah. because. It prevents me from taking his his counsel too far. Mm. I don't think he's a Gnostic because he is fully he's fully in accordance with the idea of body and spirit together being um, being two parts of a whole, and he's in no way suggesting that there is secret knowledge that. Uh, you know, sets one apart from another, and that you have to have to be what intrinsically enlightened or enlightened. whatever. Yeah, that's not his gig. Yeah, it's quite the opposite. So I don't. I think that's. I mean, I can understand why someone would say that if all they knew about Peterson was that he's a disciple of Jung, mm. which he is to some degree. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think he's a Gnostic. But yeah, I think that's. I think that's a silly accusation. Yeah, I would hope. I my. I think the 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 best thing we can hope is that maybe maybe the Holy Spirit's working and and possibly convicting him. That would be the best. I think that would be the best outcome. Have you heard his daughter talk much? Yeah, no. Uh, she, she's recently been talking a lot about how she's found Christ and become a Christian, and oh, she's really? been talking to him about that. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, pray for him and and hope, but yeah, yeah obviously our, our hope isn't in JP. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's worth wasting so much time it's not. discussing. It's not. I think it is an issue if there are believers that are, you know, putting a lot of effort and, and faith into what he's saying, and that might be a little bit dangerous. But again, that's not something that should be addressed on a mass, you know, text. Group. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Yeah. No. That's like, that, that was like throwing a grenade and walking away. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good description. Um, I, yeah, things like that don't need to be discussed on on a messaging forum. Um, yeah, that's a that's a personal because it, if there are happen. serious issues, you can't. There's no way that you're you have to follow up in person or at least a phone call because you don't know if the person is understanding. If you're trying to help them with truth. Well, in that context, the idea of Gnosticism, Gnosticism came up, and then it was said. I didn't see that part. Of I didn't. I only saw it because it was brought up later on in conversation. I have that group muted, and I have for some time, so I wasn't even aware of the conversation. And then I was talking to a couple of guys, and then you read, and it. they brought it up, and yeah. they showed me that particular spot in the conversation. But the Gnosticism was brought up, and then it was said by that person who brought it up. I also have concerns about. RCF generally concerning Gnosticism, and I was like, "Well, it's I not a good spot to put that man. Talk to someone." Yeah, I didn't hear the. I heard the. I have some concerns about RCF, but it didn't say about Gnosticism. It just said RCF, and I was like, "Oh, well, well maybe I know yeah. that there's an elder on here that's responding to this, but it seems like he missed that part." I don't Somebody think he missed needs... it. I think I think that he was in your camp and saying, "I'm not okay. going to do this here." Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, ho I was hopeful of that, yeah. but it just seemed like, I don't know, whatever. As long as somebody's yeah, addressing I that. Yeah, I think I think conversations, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really follow up because I honestly don't care all that much. And this, 
I wasn't part of the conversation, so it's really not my business. Yeah. To, you know, in large part, in large. Oh, it's your business. Oh, it's my business. All business. Yeah, that was an interesting one though. Mm. When it happened, I Mike was like, "There's the bait." Oh, <laughs> so oh yeah. He said something yeah. like that on the wire. After yeah. that, after that thing got said, he was like, "And bait." Like bait. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, which yeah. is totally true. Bait. Bait. Yeah. Go for it if you yeah. dare. I don't really think any of those groups should be for deep conversation. You know, I've heard of, uh, you know, because Amanda is, is a member of several other different women's ones, and sometimes she tells me about things that are discussed in there. And I'm like, I don't, that's not something that needs to be fleshed out. Yeah, it's like wire groups are for, like, scheduling yeah, events. Right. And, like, that's why I'm I, a little bit late. Yeah. I'll be there, though. That's Tell why, me why I, you think that. Because. I like the impulse. Because they, so if you have, let's say, okay, if you have a group that's specifically for a topic or something, and then you have a, a, an exclusive few people, sure, maybe. But the groups that we're talking about are like open to, everyone's invited. They're massive. They're massive and yeah. it's like, half the people are just and there. And the non-members. So, sure. like, Oh, that's a good, I don't even think about that. Yeah. But, but even if it's all members, it's like. Is this the but best forum? The group, yeah. is, the group is to support an actual physical meeting of people. So no, I don't think. I think it should be like, yeah, let's let's put a bookmark there and talk about. Yeah, that let's or, let's meet at four o'clock on Wednesday to talk about that. Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad to bring like. I don't think it's necessarily bad that somebody brought that up, but to go to to start going and like I said, I I didn't really read it much after the initial day or two that it was on there but to me I was like okay somebody needs to kind of get a hold of this because of certain things that were said um and it needs to be somebody in a leadership role in church because of what was said um but yeah I don't think things need to be to debated on there or, you know yeah I mean exhibit 1a again being the way that went it's like bait and then some people took the bait and it didn't go good yeah <laughs> you know nothing pro- and it didn't go particularly poorly it's not it's like not productive. anyone was hurt but nothing it was yeah. not productive nothing yeah. good happened nothing right. yeah. yeah yeah that that kind of thing happens in interpersonal contact not yeah even like one of the first maybe it was the first or second group that i went to there was i think mike brought up something that was kind of a I don't know. There was a lot of debate about a certain subject that came up, but we were all in person. Sure. You know, so things can be taken out of context. And That's the thing. That's the other the other problem. Like the, the the concerns that that one person brought up are potentially valid. Like it's yeah. fine for that to be sure. a concern and like to be talked about. It's potentially very productive and important. Yeah. But when you're when you're in a <laughs> can yeah. Yep. Yeah, I go. Let me check my watch. <laughs> I got wagyu. I got wagyu at home. I got to cook. When you're in a group like that, it doesn't get addressed the way it needs to be addressed. Mm. I have a concern about just the way that we dialogue anymore with the use of social media. On one hand, I'm really grateful that social media allows us to highlight and bring to us conversation topics that maybe are necessary that we're not talking about otherwise. On the other hand, it's 
any social media is a horrendous platform for actually <laughs> resolving. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially one that limits you to like what forty five. One hundred forty four characters. Is that what Twitter is? Yeah. Is is the wire isn't limited though? Are you talking about social media? I'm talking social about main, like people do this on Twitter. In large part, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they do like, yeah, because and they have to do if they want to say anything long, they have to do like multiple. Yeah, and I just I think thread. that people there so there is some use to it to to like if you just want to throw a grenade out there and see what happens, you know, if you just want to sure. stoke up. You know, if you just want to get people uh, riled up, yeah, riled up, <laughs> riled, then yeah, that's your thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. What is what's that about? Which the heart. the heart, bro? The heart. This um, Eva um was finger painting, and she painted the red. No, she did the black. Yeah, she was David colored it in. She painted the red. She just this was when she was like one. And I was like, that kind of looks like a heart. This is so I come across. So I drew a heart. The thing is, I I um I used too aggressive of a sharpie. I didn't I didn't realize it was going to be that fat. I wanted well, I wanted canvas. her I wanted her red to be more pronounced. Yeah, and I kind of over over whatever it is. Sure did. What inspired this? Is this an Ezekiel thirty six kind of you know God gave us a new heart, or is this just? Definitely, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I was thinking that's that. what I was going for. Back on the back here, it says. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ezekiel 36. You can't read it very well. It's right but there. But it's there. It's right there. It's there. Uh, this is going to come across well in the, yeah, on the audio <laughs> this, format. This will feed well. It's a picture of a heart, people. Um, no, have you ever seen a copy of Grey's Anatomy, the actual book? So, I, I don't know. I saw the red, and then honestly, like, you can't tell because I overdid it. But the red act like legitimately looked like the shape of a real anatomically correct heart, and I was like, I want to draw a, a Gray's Anatomy style diagram of a heart. Cool. On that, with the correct atriums and stuff. Uh, for your just for your passing knowledge, the right atrium of the heart is deoxygenated, oh. and the left is oxygenated. Good. In case you were curious. I was curious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that is. It would have been really cool. It's still cool. But it would have been really cool if I had done less, uh, less fat of a sharpie. You know what I'm saying? Nick's over it. He's like, you stupid. You don't like your art. <laughs> He's just Were you about to? He was what? about to. <laughs> what were we talking about? Yeah, and the other one is a, a palette knife painting. A palette knife. Palette knife only. Palette knife. Of yours truly. If you don't know what that is, watch Bob Ross. Nice. And he'll tell you all about it. I love it. I love Bob Ross. I love Bob Ross. He's a man. He has a documentary about how he basically... A fake? A phony? You shouldn't buy any of that Bob Ross Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, you were telling me this. Tell tell the people. So, I don't know. It was... uh, There's some sort of... uh, He had some sort of management that basically got control of of the rights to anything Bob Ross and left his family with nothing. Wow. There's a, a there's a documentary about it on some 
So when you Stay bought your keychain, yeah. Pastor Kenneth, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff's so cool, but then when you realize that... My Bob Ross bobblehead that I keep in the office. Do you have a Bob Ross bobblehead? I thought you said Bob Ross Bible, and I was like, oh. Oh, boy. The yeah. Bob Ross... The Bob Ross... We have, have a life application study conversation. Yeah. Happy Little Trees. Happy Little Trees. Is what it's called. Happy Little yeah. Trees. <laughs> it only comments on the book of Genesis. And Romans 1. And Romans 1. I mean... Yeah. I, um... <sighs> Yeah, the bomb. I was just thinking that it just occurred to me now that after the conversation of how um, deep concepts and conversations shouldn't be had on the wire and other social media platforms, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, we're definitely not. (laughs) We're doing yeoman's work in discussing the deep. So I'm not even sure this should be published. Podcasts. Should I I skip? Should I? Should I take all that stuff out about the wire? I don't care. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, podcasts, their usefulness and limitations. They do. There are those both of those things regarding podcasts. Okay. Thank you. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> their usefulness. I don't know. I mean, like they're great to listen to. I especially like long, long form podcasts, obviously. But that's because I can listen to podcasts all day, and I do. And so I like long form conversations, and I feel like I learn a lot from them. Even like Kenneth. Even like White Horse Inn. It's like, it's not that long form, but it's like 40 minutes. Well, yeah, 20 to 40 minutes, depending. What is that? It's a theological uh, Oh, yeah. Of course it is. Thing. I like White Horse. I do, that. too. And uh, I think, so it has benefits. Obviously, there are a ton of, it's like the internet. It's like, That's like asking what are the pros and cons of the internet, you know? Because there are great pros to the internet, and when the internet started to become a thing, people thought everyone was going to... Well, when TV started to be a thing, people thought people were going to watch Shakespeare plays and whatever, but it turns out everyone just wants faster, cheaper porn. Mm. And so that's the same with podcasts, same with the internet, same with... I mean, you know. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. (coughs) Show me the lie. Faster, cheaper porn. That's going to... It's going to um, work its way into a sermon. Man, that could be... Yeah, for sure. I mean faster in terms of, of download speed. I don't mean... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So should should the sinfulness of how somebody might use a particular technological advance preclude... I would certainly say it? no. I mean, we'd have to say no. Because you could say that about the Bible. You could say that about a printing press, you know. People use the printing press... I mean, YouTube is a is another Gutenberg revelation, right? Revolution, sure. not revelation. Gutenberg phase Both, two, maybe. Sure. So, I mean, we got the Bible out of Gutenberg. We also got Grey's Anatomy, or not Grey's Anatomy. What's the what's the sex one? Grey's Anatomy. Gray? With the gray. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades. Yeah. Yeah, that appeared on that. A... Were you there the day? Oh no. No, I don't think so. There what was when we were in the chapel still. That sounds and bad. Uh-oh. Nick, you were never there, but you I were there once there. or twice when we had church in the chapel, the small. Yeah, I think uh, Yeah, and uh, there was one time while preaching behind me, nobody was there. That was a legit smoke ring, by the way. A couple of them. Yeah. Little, little ones. There was um, behind me the entire time I was preaching. I was preaching some chapter of the book of James, and behind me, the. PowerPoint died. Oh no! And went to the Apple. Oh no! Fifty Shades of Grey was behind my head. Oh, you mean like the ad? Yeah. Well, that's not 
Listen, the rule is you can't talk from the pee corner on the podcast. Continue. Is that a rule? That's a rule. That's good to know. It is good. So, um, yeah. So I, I preached um, 15, Prot. 20 minutes. Prot. 15 or 20 minutes with 50 Shades of Grey behind me. I had no idea so why rough. people were really Everyone struggling. were like, everyone. Yes. They remember nothing about that particular text. Of course not. But they do remember. That's tough, man. Yeah. You yeah. can't win at that point. There's no... No. The 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 series through James was the series that almost got me to never come back to RCF. Really? I told you this. Can I put on, can I say it on the podcast? Yeah. It was, you were saying there's a list of things to do, and uh, you said, yeah, it's, it's like a list of things to do. It's like, do this, do this, do this. Oh, yeah. And it was the first Sunday we were there, and I was like, well, this guy is not serious. All right. We're gone. I remember that. I remember the conversation, even. Yeah. But then we came back. put in a French drain or something over there. I know. I know. It would probably be helpful. It would be helpful. It's an irrigation system. Yeah. But then we came back, and we never left. We actually never, never... RCF was the first church we went to to try. We never went to a different one. I'm so grateful. I know other people that are still members that did that same thing. Really? (laughs) Well, and I told you this, again, I told you this already, but a couple... It was us. We did it. Exactly. We did it. A couple sermons, a few sermons in, and and I don't, obviously, I have to caveat by saying, I don't think that you're an unserious or... I don't. I don't think that you. You're not serious, Kenny. Is what he's saying. Kenneth, it's Kenneth. But he doesn't Kenneth. want you. You to, dirty no, we're sort of. We're I'm talking to Kenny trying right to now. apply the Kenneth to break down that stereotype. I understand, but that's I not going to help. It's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! Shots fired, sir. Here, here. Where were you at Deer Park Baptist when somebody was like, "You were you you were you prot somewhere." Mm. Recently, I like that. And there was a guy that was like, "I never heard <laughs> well, a lie, man, man that." What you're looking at me like I'm making? I'm this trying up. to remember. I mean, I think you'd remember. So I preached recently, prot. Thank you. Somewhere recently, and um, some there was a an elder, I think. Yes, one of the elders okay. of the church. That's what I'm talking about. Oh boy, We're, we are obviously joking. Well, maybe it's not obvious. That's why I'm saying. That's what. Oh, I started a caveat We're to joking. say like I, I in no way think that you take the office of yes of elder to be uh, a a anything less than a divine ordinance from the Creator God. Uh, you, uh, I was. I was off put by some of the levity that you you know it's just part of your character I think sure. in a lot of ways. But that's so, the way you dress. That's just the way you dressed. It was, was it was part was of it. Clown shoes. We did have a talk about that. Because you were in thong sandals. You, you remember in, that? I you was were in thong, thong sandals, sandals, cargo oh. shorts, cargo shorts, and a and a and a uh, and a fry guys t shirt. What's the pattern? Of, uh, gingham and a gingham shirt. And a gingham shirt. Anyway. I don't even know what that is. Gingham, it's like Sounds plaid, great. but with real small squares, right. like a tablecloth. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Um, I have one of those. Yeah, yeah. you do. Anyway, I came to the conclusion uh, a few sermons in that the gospel is being prot, and if the thing you, if the thing, if the one thing that you don't like about the sermons is that your pastor tells one too many, a couple too many jokes, not even a couple too many, a couple jokes, then get over yourself and sit down. So that's what we did, and we and obviously, uh, there's some legitimacy too, though, 
to the concept and early on um, one of our elder candidates was listening to the first expositional series that we ever did through the book of Ephesians and uh, they're happy members right now but don't listen to the Ephesians series okay it's just um, terrible and in my opinion it's terrible yeah and I mean the number of so the place that I from which I came um, you know where stories illustrations and 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 humor was to be a good solid third to half of a con uh, of a sermon yeah that's where we started that's tough like half man. you know and um, uh, just the other day half to third you know um, there was a Sunday a couple of a couple of about a month ago now where there was some uh, some stress in that my technology that I was wearing, including this watch that I'm I remember wearing. this. You, you remember took the this? jacket off. Yeah, took yeah. the jacket off. My watch, I had to throw that off. You know, my watch was binging. My iPad was showing me. You were getting texts from a group message. I was getting texts from a group from message. From people in the congregation. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember this? I know that you, you talked about it, but I, I don't know if I... Well, I, actually, I was there, but I didn't know it was happening when it was happening. Yeah. Probably the most distracted I've ever been in preaching. I could tell by the way you laughed. Yeah, it was a nervous, and I I sometimes use humor. By the way, to you try laughed. to diffuse a situation. Yeah, laugh. Where off. is he? I just walked out. I was like, I'm done here. <laughs> I can't do this. I have to go. <laughs> but um, that's a difficult thing. So we had that, and I got a, I got a, I got some feedback that night. It's like, man, I thought you grew past this, and I thought we we're done with Ooh, this. You got that kind of feedback? I did. I got that kind of. Oh, feedback. that's tough. I never mind. Um, it, yeah, that, of course. You know, well, that's uh, good. I mean, um, it, not of course, because it was not helpful. necessarily. It's not necessarily, of yeah, of course, quote unquote, that you would that you wouldn't mind, but it's good that you don't mind. Well, this this brother, like, um, I shared his philosophy, and he was like, man, you know, you were sillier. When I first met you, and um, <laughs> tough. and I struggled. I wish people could say that about me, but it seems to be Uncle the Nikki. You yeah. were sillier when I first met you. Oh, okay, good. There is a sense, though, in which I was sillier in the preaching moment. Sure. Um, early on, and there's a. I can a, certainly a, attest to that. A necessary seriousness about the gospel and about God's word that needs to be exemplified in the pulpit. Yeah. Well, that was our. That was Marie's and my. Thing. And we even talked to you about the Lord's Supper as well. Yeah, yeah. In that regard. Yeah, we did. It was a helpful conversation. Um, and that wasn't even you, though. That was people in the congregation. That wasn't... Uh, some con some concepts of... You want to unpack that? that well, it was concept. just... It wasn't even... I think it was a fluke. Like, in retrospect, I think it was a fluke. It was because people... the the uh, We were in the basement when we were still meeting, worshiping in the basement area and like the 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 way to get to the to the lord's supper table it need some people needed instruction so one of the elders before kind of as a like as a last minute thing it was like they like the devotion was given about lord's supper and then last minute one of the elders was like oh you know what also just to be clear we're gonna go this way and then up this aisle right and then it kind of broke the broke the the flow of of the reverence. That's a kind of a, I guess that's that, I guess that's what happened. Yeah. And some people in the congregation were were a little bit glib in response to that kind of distraction. Yeah. 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 
And and in retrospect, like I said, in retrospect, I don't think that there are there. I'm sure there are some people in the congregation that maybe maybe don't take communion seriously because if you're in a room with a hundred people, likely there are some. But I don't think that's the 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 general feel of, of the congregation now. But certainly not since we've been going. Certainly not. But that's what the, there are a couple of things were set like even shout like laughter and people were shouting at the elder like. As a chummy thing. You're dumb. No, he was like, yeah, you're the best, man. It was like, and I was thinking, uh, no. How, how, are we remembering what we're How doing? about you sit down? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I that was the conversation. I tears. No, I didn't want to see. I want to see tears. <laughs> I want to see your weeping. I want to see weeping. No, I don't, yeah. But, and again, that was early on. So we didn't necessarily know the, know the church body and, and know the character of, of the congregation very well. Well, but that's what we talked to you about after I went. Up, I went to you and I said I have, you know, I have concerns. Just, I, you know, this is not a a, a light thing that we're yeah. doing. This yeah. is the Lord's Supper. That was a great conversation. It was a good you conversation. Fixed the church. I fixed you it. Guys. I don't remember. We were standing next to one of the next windows. To the window. Yeah, man. And I thought, I thought, this is good. You were like, I wish I was on the other side of this. And you actually, and I asked you this last time. I think probably last time you were here. I asked you about the the scripture reference you brought up about the severity and and seriousness of of taking a stand behind the pulpit, and you didn't remember. Do you remember that now? I don't remember it. Now. <coughs> That'd be great to. Yeah, maybe James three probably. Not many of you should be teachers. Or... No, it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It might maybe it wasn't even scripture. It might have been some quote from somebody. I don't know. But when you said that, I was like, okay, I can be in this guy's corner. This guy's he's not the problem. Yeah. It's that idiot next in front in the aisle in the row in front of me. <laughs> I'm not gonna say names. <laughs> Nick was not here at the I time. wasn't there. <laughs> no, you weren't there. Yeah. No, I think that's helpful. You know, the, are we such a snowflake society that we struggle to take helpful feedback like that? Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely you know I mean? we are. And on make, the whole, and even yeah. though even though I claim to not be personally, I think I. Am. Oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Q. Q. Care to give an example? Hey, give me an example. No. <laughs> no, David. I think of. I've I've learned from him that I want more honesty from people. Yeah. Well, I so I even had this conversation recently with some of my clients. Is that like, I want clear expectations and criticism where needed because. It doesn't help anybody. Sure. Right. If I do a poor job, and I don't fulfill expectations because the expectations weren't clear, and even after I don't fulfill the expectations, you say it's fine and it's not. That doesn't help anybody. Yeah. yeah. I think David yeah. takes criticism probably better than anybody I've known. In fact, there's been times where I've tried to like sugarcoat things, and he's like, Just you, tell don't, me. "You don't have to give me the compliment sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Compliment, criticism, compliment. Right, I do that anyway. <laughs> Which is nice. I mean, it's especially... a morale thing. Like there, so I've been. There's been um, certain situations I was in, maybe with a boss or, or somebody like that, where there was never any encouragement yeah. at all. Oof. And I don't. That's not helpful. Sure. You know, I, I think you should get constructive criticism, but you should also get and give encouragement. Yeah, 100%. you have people working yeah. for you, or you know. If you have people working, yeah, and I appreciated that working for you. I mean, you didn't mince words either. And like, even when you would send me a picture of something that was done poorly, you screwed up. This guy would send me. I'm not going to fire you, but I am going to hold this over your head. (laughs) (laughs) This guy would send me. 
He would send me a picture of something that was done poorly on a job site. Just the with picture. With no contact. With no yeah. words. And I just got a picture. And it would be like, like we would do a full paint job. And it, like I remember this one time specifically, we, like we did sixteen a, pictures. No, 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 no! <laughs> it was one picture. We did a full paint job. I'm glad I'm here for this. We did a full paint Is this job. Mediation officially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did a full paint job, and I had painted around the window sill nose, but I didn't, I didn't touch up properly. So on either side of the of the sill nose was trim paint on the wall. Seven was, inches out. <laughs> no, mind you. It was literally, it was literally, you know, like you. Where? Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like an eighth inch, maybe a quarter inch, but probably more like a half inch. I'm gonna be honest. I, I should be honest. But he sent me that one picture, at no words, and I was like, oh gosh, it's like you think, I you think you do a so good job. Good. You think you do a good job, and then your boss texts you a picture of your of your failure because. Even that little failure, even that little, I missed that one spot with touch up, and in my book, like if I missed one spot, I'm doing okay. He's like, nope, not good enough. I love the elders for that reason. Yeah, you know, like um, accountability. It's all accountability. It is. Accountability, and I and I, it's not like I just. It's the not thing like is, I, when you're the guy painting the house and you're in there for four days or five days. You don't, you're going to miss stuff. Yeah. But when a fresh set of eyes comes in, whether it's somebody else, your boss, or, or whether the client, the or you coming back another day. Yeah, 100%. You're going to see stuff. And so, yeah, and the client is going to see stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But that was I'm good. Not a complete, that was good because it was like, I'm not a complete jackhole. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's easy. It's easy when you work for someone you get along with really well. Like, Nick and I get, really long, get along really well. And I don't work for you anymore, obviously. Well,. But, I mean, as far as I, as far as my understanding goes, um, but when you work for someone you get along with really well, it's easy to be like, yeah, we're friends. We work together. We're friends. But it's helpful. It was always helpful to to get, even though I like I got this like, like when my grandfather said, David, we need to talk. <laughs> that's the feeling I got. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh shoot. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I, we are friends. We do get along really well. We're brothers in Christ, and and that's all good. But also, I work for him, and he's got a responsibility to the to the homeowner. And if I, you know, install a sink and I don't quite seal up one of the feed lines, and there's a small leak, even if it's one drip every three minutes, and he takes a picture of water in the on the floor on the sink floor, it matters. There's a problem, and then I and then it's like, yeah, okay, I work for him. I need to do a better job. We need to get better at receiving that kind of yeah. Helpful. Well, as as Uncle Nicky has elucidated, I'm already the best at it. So there you are. I got no. What did you the... say? Elucidated. <laughs> yes. Elucidated. I said today to a young man, I said, "I need to have a conversation with you at one o'clock." Oh no. <laughs> at See, if you would te- if you texted me that, if you if you were to text me that tomorrow, I'd be like, "Oh, oh shoot, <laughs> I'm screwed." One. What is one o'clock? Marie, we got to move back to Ohio. It's just when I had a before one o'clock. I need to have a conversation at one o'clock. Well, this guy was like stressing out, and so at twelve oh eight, you know, he comes up to me and he says, "Look, we, what do you need talking about?" He came uh, up. He couldn't he, handle it. Yeah, he couldn't is handle this somebody it. in your household. They were already near you. They was came, it Daniel? If it was were, Daniel, you can tell. Me. It's not Daniel. But they <laughs> they were near, but not that near. And so they came up to me and they were like, "Look, what do you, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about just do I was it." Like, okay, so apparently um, we got an hour left, buddy. Um, I'm going to have this conversation a little early. I want you to wait till 1 p.m. <laughs> right. We're going to sit here and wait. And, you know, it was just really one of those situations, uh, 
last week I, I said, hey, can we talk at uh, 4.30 in the afternoon? And the person was like, yes, about what? You know, and there's a, a tendency of, oh, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the, the... Was it one of those conversations? I mean... Was it like there was something deeply this wrong? This was... Uh, the one o'clock conversation was encouraging. I want to have a conversation with you about how um, we can improve and enhance the way that we communicate to one another so oh, okay. that you can have gospel in your ears. Were you couching were you couching something harder in that language? No. Okay. Come on. Good. No. Come on, tell was, us. No, tell I mean, us. The, the no, it was I wanted to have a uh, conversation about how we could communicate better. That's all. It was. <laughs> and it was one of those things where it's like the only thing you've got in your ear is and this was very I used Zechariah three in this conversation with yeah, this of course, individual. Of course I was like, well Zechariah three, the only thing you're hearing is Satan's accusations right now. Oh, mm. man. The only thing you're listening to is Satan saying, look at that priest wearing dirty clothes. He's filthy. He has no right so to So I have a question for you. Yeah. But it has to wait till 1 o'clock tomorrow. But I have to ask you at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So we got time. <laughs> no. Um, so you're very good at counseling. I mean, even in this conversation, you're very good at... Um, topically bringing up scriptures to to back up what you're saying do you have like in your back pocket do you have a, and i i guess i kind of think i know the answer but do you have like a several verses for broadly speaking most yeah. most conversations yeah i mean you do it long enough and um sure. you know man i'm seeing this and it brings to mind this particular passage of scripture that might be helpful yeah because i'm not good at that and even when i'm even when we're having you're, a theological you're not bad at it. i'm not bad necessarily but you're it does better than me I don't know. And that's not saying a lot, but you're better than some <laughs> no, people. Yeah. I get I don't know. It takes it does take practice and work though to do that. I think I lean on the search function and certain yeah, sure. apps mm-hmm. a little bit too heavily. Everybody does. Whereas we should have this stuff written on our hearts, so to speak. Oh, well so the, the first conversation the first episode of this podcast I talked to Matt. And we were talking about Dwayne Johnson and like Oh yeah, that's biblical. All kinds of stuff. And but he he, no, no, you're right. That podcast. I was like every single thing. He was we, on point, man. Every single thing we talked he about. He was bringing it back. He, he was, was bringing like, it back. Err. He was like, yeah, it reminds me of, of this biblical analogy and why that's important to our soul. And I was like, sweating. Oh gosh. Why is an elder? That's right. why he's an elder. That is part of what causes. It. That's one of the. It's probably the chief, outside of just pure godliness. That's one of the pure. Chief. Godliness. Pure godliness. It's the chief thing. I'm <laughs> Are you thoroughly biblical? And that, when yeah, like you can, you know, all of life circumstances, you think, well, you know, that's just like. Um, so does that does that come from? I cut you off again. I don't care. Does that come from? <laughs> that, that comes from my relationship with you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hundred percent. Totally fine. He cuts me off one hundred percent of the time. Does that I think come what from? Dave is trying to does say. that come from? Shut up. <laughs> Does that come from years of reading and and praying and working through counseling, or is there some kind of resource that you've used? The Holy both, Spirit, both. both. Yeah. So I mean, there's a sense in which you know. So experience is the thing whereby you're going to okay. So I've seen this kind of situation a thousand times. You have to do that. Sure. Um, you know, I read a book once by um, some guy named Harold Sinkbile. 
Cogs. <laughs> yeah. It's old sink bile. Everyone's yeah, sink bile. I think they have that what brew over at Oozlefish. They have Oozlefish. Exactly. They have sink bile at Oozlefish. It's one of those vomit tasting beers. It's better in a can than it is on draft, though. The aluminum really The aluminum really imparts some... He described it as... Can you send me a link when you get a chance? I will. You don't have to do it right now. Harold Sink Bile. He wrote a book called The Care of Souls. Okay. And he described, you know, everyone goes to seminary to learn the basics. But then you have to develop the, um, what is the word that he used? The practicum, the something. It's got to get in you sure. so that it just starts coming, popping out of you. You're right, sure, exactly. The, um, the, where it's second nature when somebody says something, oh, that reminds me of this particular text. Oh, you're struggling yeah. with this particular thing. And there's no way of, there's no way of shortcutting that. You can read the Bible a thousand times through, but unless you're applying the Bible to individual souls, on yeah. a regular basis, you're not doing anything. You're not you're you're not going to develop that habitus, that sort of regular pattern of, and you know, you just have to do it. Sure. There's no shortcuts. So um, you know what Mike does? Mike Carpenter reads the Bible every year through. Yeah. And because of that, he's unspeakably familiar with arbitrary passages, and can use them in various counseling settings. And um, that's just necessary. It's, it's fascinating. We as Christians don't do that. No. But we do that with things that we are entertainments. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? That's the yes, thing. It's I so, think about that all the yeah, time. I like, I can quote all these stupid random movies that have, you know, no meaningless content. reference to what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can quote, yeah, I can quote all the Ocean's Eleven uh, quotes that refer to whatever. Whatever. Color. Paint color. Yeah, paint color. They say Toby's very soothing. That's two ox blood. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. your paint, lady. It's your paint. Anyway, Is yeah. that all? I've not seen any of those movies. You haven't seen any of them? Not one. Oh, they're good. Anyway. They <laughs> but you do have to cultivate that. And I think, you know, um, the average Christian just doesn't. And for that reason, I think um, Christianity in America, broadly speaking, is Has suffered. It's suffered tremendously. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with a guy who wanted to plant a church in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, tell me, if somebody comes to you with some acute sense of depression, what are you going to do? And his initial thought was not, well, immediately I think of Psalm 74 or whatever, or Psalm 13. None of these passages that sort of would immediately ring bells. His immediate response was, well, I need to have a relationship with the counselors in the area. Oh, no. And I think you are the counselor in the area. Right. And you have <laughs> missed the boat, that. man. Yeah. <laughs> You're the guy. Yeah. And we've exchanged. It's you Colorado know, so. Springs. I'm gonna be pretty busy. All right. <laughs> you know, and you know, instead of instead of thinking, you know, I need to be the one who applies God's word, which is sufficient for life and godliness at Second Peter one three, you know, um, to all of life's hurts and sin struggles. Their thoughts. This may be the end of the podcast. This might be the end. Do you need me to be done? I do. Yeah, I'm done. So that's all I have to say about that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for coming. It was a joy. I'm glad it was. It was for me also. We did. You missed your uh, heart out. I did. I'm by, a little over. Yeah, like by an, an hour. hour. By a solid hour. I did get a text. Heart out is on the list. When you lit that second cigar, I was like, he's not going to leave. No. <laughs> Man, no. I had a story about this. I had a feeling he was going to go to a second cigar or other tobacco source. Did you? 
Because I've seen it before. And me? Yeah. Going for, sure. for the second? You're the guy. The very first time we ever did a sipping smoke, yep. I went from pipe. Or I went from cigar to pipe. Yeah. yeah. I think, I feel like every time I've seen you smoke anything, it's not one It's thing. at least two. It could be. Yeah. I, so I was watching this, um, we're still recording. Are we still recording? We can stop recording. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank Hoorah. you, gentlemen, for coming. We yeah. did it. It's a joy. Good night, people. Woo!